Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, a very special episode. I'm Dave, and I'm here with Jimmy and with Eric. Uh, from, uh, what is it, Eric and Jimmy, Rule the Galaxy, um, they've basically gone into hiatus, but I brought them over to Signal for a special episode. How are you guys going? Real good, real good. Good to be here. Thank you so much for having us, Dave. Oh, no problems at all. It's my pleasure. And uh, I was a hardened Eric and Jimmy, Rule the Galaxy fan, and then you guys basically went into hyperspace and just disappeared on the audience. <laughs> Well, we're in the dark times, so, you know, That's much not- like the Jedi went into hiding, we had to go into hiding. I love it, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got Darth Vader and the Inquisitors searching for you, you know, through the galaxy. Uh, well, Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy are yeah. hunting us down. Yes, indeed. And now, Chapek. Yeah, Bob Chapek. Don't tell them where we are, by the way. What do you mean, where you are? In Chicago, yeah? <laughs> oh, shoot. No. Well, you just blew the lid off that secret. <laughs> it's almost as good a disguise as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi calling himself Old Man Kenobi in Tatooine, like a couple of miles out from Luke's place, and no one ever puts it together, like, you know. I wonder if that Ben guy, uh, what's his last name, <laughs> Kenobi? Yeah. Do you think he's related to Obi-Wan Kenobi at all? They're like, nah. <laughs> they're like, nah, it's not him. It's that you mean, old man Kenobi out by the sand dunes? <laughs> um, well, look, obviously we've assembled all these people to discuss. We're going to talk about, um, well, firstly the Obi Wan trailer, which I just watched. Uh, then I think we can uh, Boba Fett, and we're going to wrap things up by talking about the Batman. So we've got a full schedule. Um, we th- do, and this is breaking news, by the way, mm. with this Obi-Wan trailer. This premiered mm. 30, 40 minutes before uh, yeah. we were recording. Yeah, wow. just about. Really? Okay, I just watched it. Okay, now, I thought the trailer looked all right. Um, I am personally looking forward to this Obi-Wan show, even though I know it probably will not live up to my expectations, but I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan. Now... A common debate we have on Signal is I say, I, I always say, why can't they have Obi-Wan Kenobi doing crazy shit like fighting Darth Vader again, doing this, doing that? And Richard always says that um, he didn't fight Obi-Wan Kenobi since, like, Revenge of the Sith, where he, you know, um, he basically hands uh, Darth Vader his ass and just, uh, you know, annihilates him. Um, and to New Hope, whereas I'm like, oh, come on, they can fight, and apparently in this, from what I understand, Darth Vader will be in this show, played by Hayden Christensen. Now, Eric, I'm going to switch over to you. What did you think of the trailer and, uh, you know, the events? Uh, I, I mean, the trailer's there. There's there's not much going on in it. Um, I mean, we know that, that he sees young Luke. Uh, it's been revealed by, on StarWars.com. There's a article um we know that that is the grand inquisitor who was in rebels otherwise there are there are new inquisitors in this uh-huh. i've never found the inquisitors particularly intriguing and their helicopter lightsabers which they actually do fly with in rebels uh, are dumb <laughs> what do they do they fly with them 
the one, yeah, they, they <laughs> use them as like makeshift helicopters and they spin and they're able to fly with them. Oh, it yeah, sounds like a good way to lose an arm. Yeah, you see the spinning lightsaber in, in the trailer. Right. Okay. How come they can use lightsabers? I thought the Jedi were bad. In- the Grand Inquisitor was a uh, uh, revealed to be a former temple guard of the Jedi, so they, are, they were mostly Jedi at one point. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Uh, I did not know that, that they could fly around like helicopters. That would look stupid. Um when it comes to the show, like, it sounds like a good way to lose an arm or a hand, you know? It really does, yeah. They have a, a lights, you know, you can spin your saber yourself, but they have the automatic uh, sabers that do that themselves. Okay. Um, outside of that... Shouldn't stu- Grievous have been able to fly? Yeah, he certainly, uh, well, by with Dave Filoni uh, logic, he should. Yeah. He had four helicopter blades, basically. He did. Yeah, basically. I love General Grievous. Like, I wish he was in this. Like, sadly, passed away um, in Revenge. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> well, if Darth Revenge. Vader can just come and you know fight him multiple times throughout that time period, there's no reason the uh, the old carcass of Grievous couldn't uh, resurrect and fight him again. I'd love to see Grievous. Grievous was fun. I always thought he, got, he was. Yeah, he was a. I mean, not quite throwaway villain, but a mustache twirling villain. He was kind of perfect for that role. Yeah, uh, so is there any other... I mean, Eric, your your depth of knowledge on Star Wars is massively more than me. Um, in terms of the trailer, was there any other sort of, you know, interesting points, do you think? It was a very brief kind of, like, uh, trailer. When does it come out, by the way? Is it soon? Uh, May 25th. Oh, okay, so not far away at all. All right. Um, and what do you think about uh, Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader? Do you think we'll see Hayden Christensen out of the suit, like, you know what I mean? Like in his little chamber or something? Um, like we did in Rogue One where you see him in his back to tank before he's in his armor again. Um, it's possible. I mean, I, I hope that they don't actually physically see each other. There can be some, like, you know, temporal plane clash or something. But, mm. no, I, I think it's it's just spitting on the legacy of George even more to have them uh, fight again in this show. I think they will fight again, though. I, if I'm... I agree. Disney's got no respect for George Lucas's material or mm. work, so why why wouldn't they? Was it um in the in the law, you know, is is there has there ever been any sort of like moments in like the legends when they fought each other between the two? Like did they ever come against each other in all the different books and comics that you're aware of? No. I don't think so. not that I can I mean maybe in a Star Wars Tales issue or something, but that was never meant to be anything but fun, interesting idea stories. Okay. Right, so I mean, Darth Vader fights Darth Maul in that book. So, uh, really, in Tales, yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, they were short stories, and they were, you know, kind of not quite what ifs, but Mm. okay. Um, Yeah, I, I, if I'm putting money on it, I, I I honestly think, you know, and this might be controversial to you guys. I almost feel that Disney would. I, I almost think the audience would feel a bit let down. If, if they didn't fight each other, considering they're bothering to do this and they brought Darth Vader in, I think to pay off the story, there's going to be a fight scene. I mean, I'm not actually against it. Like, what does it matter if they fight each other? Like, the only thing is... Oh, that nothing da- matters about Disney Star Wars, yeah. so you're right. The only thing is Darth Vader would then know, 100% know, that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was uh, still alive, I guess, which, did he know? The, yeah. the line... In A New Hope, sorry to cut you off, is that I have, I'm feeling a, a, a presence, a presence I have not felt since. Then he drifts off. Mm. 
Yes. We're meant to believe as like an audience of Star Wars that the last time they faced each other was when they fought each other on Mustafar. Oh, more so, he does have a conversation with Grand Moff Tarkin then uh, about right. the presence of his old master. Mm. And you are the last of that ancient religion is the line that Tarkin says. Tarkin believes, everyone believes Obi-Wan's dead. So there's room for this fight with that line still being there, but I think it would completely dilute mm. what people have thought about of, of their last encounter over, you know, the past 40 years. I, I mean, we're talking about Kathleen Kennedy said there was, that was going to be the rematch of the century. So we know yeah, that they're yeah. going to somehow clash. I don't know whether it's... yeah. You know, in the physical world or not, I'm sh I would lean the word it is in the physical world. I've got a question. This is a topic that comes up a lot on Signal. Like when they, I, I love that scene, Revenge of the Sith, where they fight. I think it's an awesome like sequence. You know, you know the the classic fight where it's like Anakin, I have the higher ground, um, and they have the big fight. I reckon that's honestly one of the best moments in the prequels. Um, are they? It, when they fight each other, skill-wise, is there a clear person with an advantage, or are they, are they about the same, you know, like, in general, like, in terms of fighting ability? What, what's what's your take, Eric? I I think it is... So if you read something like uh, uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization, they, they say Obi-Wan is kind of the perfect master. He's not overly offensive with his, his lightsaber. He's very defensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Anakin would be the opposite. Anakin would be very offensive. And his, his skill his skill potential is off the charts compared to Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan is such a well-balanced mm. Jedi that he can kind of meet any challenge that comes before him. But, I mean, Anakin would have the, the upper hand. I mean, his, his arrogance is what, you know, is his downfall. So is it just the fact that, like... We, Without trying to sound simplistic, they had that awesome fight scene. But is it just that that, that Obi Wan had the higher ground in that moment? That like there was no way out for for Anakin, and he shouldn't have tried to leap at him. Is that basically it? Huh. Um, yeah, I, I think it was just his his Achilles' heel is his his arrogance, and that's right what got him in in that moment. Yeah, I mean, otherwise those guys were matching each other pretty yeah pretty you know. Evenly throughout that uh, duel, you, both, I mean, exerting themselves uh, fantastically. Do you like the fight scene? Because I, I, I love, I love it. it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know what? From what I've seen of Disney shows, they don't have the level of ambition in terms of uh, action to match that if they fight each other. I, I've, I've seen nothing in these Boba Fett. No, there's no, I mean, so Nick Gillard was the uh, stunt coordinator on the prequels and did a phenomenal job in, in every every time a lightsaber clashes in those movies mm. uh, it, it, it looked wonderful it, it, each fight was unique and we did, we got none of that in the, the sequel trilogy and mm. i mean my gosh we got we got no you know no duel in 8 there was a crappy duel in 7 and yeah. i don't remember 9 yeah i was going to say nine. yeah uh, 9 had two lightsabers blocking the emperor's light right but uh, but ray and kylo did have another duel in that one did they? Yeah, I guess they did. She stabbed him, right? And it's unimportant because those characters don't exist. Yeah, I. You, you know what? I just Gideon and Dinjarin as well. But yeah, so. but it's not co uh, coordinated quite like no. how Nick Gillard was doing it. I, I, you know what? I honestly, as time has gone on, I've forgotten the, the events of those sequel trilogy. Uh, you know, they just <laughs> they they just. I, I remember Force Awakens best because I've seen it about three times. 
But the, mm-hmm. the, the, the next two, like especially the last one, I, I struggle to recall what happened. Other than we make fun of somehow Palpatine is back or something. <laughs> like, you know. Such is the problem with, with treating, uh, you know, these more like product than like, you know, yeah. works of art or, or something that has intention of, of having some lasting effect on people. Yeah, it's like, um, and Jimmy, you might like this, if you recall, if you flash back to the late 90s, Batman and Robin, um, you know, Joel Schumacher, uh, it's not like you recall at all any of the events of that movie because it existed to try to sell toys. And it's kind of like um, a, a yeah, modern... Unless you're, unless you're Jimmy or Joe, oh, okay. uh, who, who like have those movies tattooed on our brains, but they did exist to sell toys. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously after... Jeez. I mean, all I remember about that movie is the, the bad pun after bad pun. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Ice to see you. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> his credit card, he pulls his credit card mm-hmm. out, and the yeah. expiration date was forever. <laughs> hey, chill out. <laughs> and I'll always maintain that Batman and Robin is the superior film to Batman forever, because at really? least they went all in on the camp. Yeah, Versus yeah. Batman forever. I I I gotta be honest. In in I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say this. In the mid '90s, I was so fucking high on Batman Forever. I, I like, <laughs> uh, but I was also pretty stoned, like for a portion of that time. <laughs> what was Forever '95? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so we, me, and Jimmy were eleven, so it didn't like. It's not like we're worried about plot. I mean, that yeah. didn't bother me. I like, I liked it as a kid. So yeah, me too. One of the best soundtracks ever. You got Sealed Kiss from a Rose on that one. You got Offspring on that one. But you too. I think you had uh, who else? Jeff. You too on that one. Yeah. Kiss me, kill me, whatever that. Yeah. Is. Hold Track. me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. Yeah, for sure. No, it was good. So stuff. with the trailer, uh, the Obi Wan trailer, they did they did the E uh, the E W uh, like drop also. I don't know if you saw those pictures at all. What was that? No, I didn't see any of this. They just they drop. I mean, there's like eight photos that went along with it. Dropped slightly before the trailer actually dropped. Um, they're relatively get into the chat there. Relatively unimpressive uh, photos. Let's see. Mm. Uh, here I'm. Uh, Photos of the show, yeah, like the set photos and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Just sent you that link. Um, maybe you can take a quick look at. Um, yeah. I mean, the cover looks nice, but I, I got to say, Ewan McGregor is looking less like Obi Wan in this. Uh, than yes, he has in the past, they could have made his beard maybe a bit longer or something. I, I thought he looked more like Obi Wan in the prequels than in this. I, I, he looks like how he looked when he played Jesus, honestly. <laughs> Jesus. It was like Lost in the Desert or something. I forget what that movie was called, but that's what he looks like here. There's Not a, Obi-Wan. There's a really funny incident that happened uh, a couple of years ago. One of my, my girlfriend's uh, aunties, and I, I won't name her, but she put up like this uh, on Facebook a picture. It was of Obi-Wan Kenobi. She had but underneath it, like, praise Jesus, praise, mm-hmm. you know, praise. And I, I said, you realize that's uh, you, McGregor, playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> and she deleted it. Or was it sincere? <laughs> oh no, it was one thousand percent sincere. It was like she got oh. a, she got a touch of the religion and, and and was feeling very sort of religious that day. And uh, and I just couldn't help myself. I was like, you don't have to comment, Dave, but you also have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, you didn't realize that's oh, that's your McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi, not. Christ our Lord. <laughs> and she just quietly deleted it, like just shame faced, just quit delete. 
Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, Jimmy, what about you, man? Like, where are you on this trailer? What did you think? Um, so, you know, we've seen it twice very quickly before we got on the show with you. Mm. Um, it, well, my like, quick assessment of it, though, is it seems a lot less about Obi-Wan Kenobi and it does about the state of the galaxy and these Inquisitors chasing him. I asked Eric, does he even have a line in the whole uh, trailer? And he does in the very beginning, like, we lost, but that's kind yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't know what his perspective is and, you know, where is, is it really about Obi-Wan or call the show The Inquisitors and have Obi-Wan in it. Oh, yeah. That's how it looks so far. And that's kind of how the Book of Boba Fett was as well. Oh, we'll God, get yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, the book of everyone else but Boba Fett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the book of fucking just, yeah, I, I honestly think that his uh, sidekick, Almost had more yeah, screen Chan, time. It is much more about she does everything that he should be doing. I agree. Yeah, you, you, you know, it's it's so funny. You should be on the show with Richard. You guys would agree a lot. I think on the on this stuff. Now, I do have a question because I'm a sucker for bounty hunters, and I like the sort of seamier side of the Star Wars world. Did we see any bounty hunters or anything in that trailer? Because I thought I saw a few interesting characters seemed to sort of fly by was was there anything I, I like the idea of in, in this period of time during the empire it's kind of like you know if we want to use like a modern day you know modern day but kind of like 20th century reference like you know, nazi europe or something or nazi france and you've got the resistance i kind of like the idea of like the the empire sort of patrolling around you know they're all they're all like looking around like there was a feeling of like a police state I kind of like that idea. Did you like that, Eric? Just the the impression that Obi Wan's living inside occupied territory. Um, I mean Tatooine. I mean, by the time we get to A New Hope, I mean the Empire's there, but it's not really their planet. Uh, mm. And as we find out in Book of Boba Fett, it's just you know you want to lay claim to it; it's yours. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I. I think what you're, you, there, I saw less bounty hunters and more inquisitors. There's like three or four inquisitors uh, that show up. Oh, there's heaps of inquisitors. Yeah, uh, I just thought I was no. It was more of a question that did you spot anything like a bounty hunter or anything like with your eagle expert eyes, or or, or was it all just Inquisitor City? Um, inquisitors and Uncle Owen and Obi Wan are really all I could uh, discern. I mean, that little kid is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good to see Joel Edgerton getting another role, uh, playing. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I love seeing that. Yeah, good Australian actor. Um, yeah, no, so I mean, he he'd be loving it. Like, what a nice payday! You're like, you've got to play Uncle Owen, not the world's most demanding role, you know. Uh, <laughs> and is that that's also clearly Coruscant as well in the trailer? Oh, okay, Coruscant. Yeah, so that's the other thing I want to say because when we had Stu- oh, welcome to die, you never mind. Okay, when we when we had Stu on the show, he because I said it's going to be a bit boring if Obi Wan Kenobi is just him kicking around the sand dunes, and I feel like I've seen enough fucking sand dunes in Star Wars to last me another ten years. But I, uh, I mean, that's the problem with with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is they've yeah. just spent too much time on Tatooine. Yeah, I know, and it's like they're like literally there's a hey, gal- at least look at JJ. This he moved the desert to Jakku. Uh, yeah, he did. Went yeah. a little different. He did, indeed. Yeah, like when he tried to, like, fucking copy and paste uh, New Hope, you know. <laughs> yeah. Slight change. Just slight change. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, my question is, uh, Stu said that there's no reason that they need to stay on Tatooine. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi can be bouncing around the stars. And I thought that was a really cool idea. And you could have Obi-Wan Kenobi on Coruscant or doing meetings with a few hidden Jedi. Do you think he'll get off Tatooine? Or is it going to be he's just on Tatooine and the other action revolves around him? What do you think? So I'm my thought process and from the, the like logical perspective of like telling a good story, I want to say yes, of course he'll get off of Tatooine. But knowing what we know about the book of Boba Fett and what they've done already, and they just seem so weird about keeping things on Tatooine, I just frankly wouldn't be surprised if he never leaves Tatooine. Gosh. But I think from a story perspective, to make a good story, you definitely need to have him leave Tatooine, and I do think it's a possibility. I doubt we'll see it happen. Jesus. I tell you, I just thought of an image that I, I... I love the Imperial Walkers. I've always loved those walkers, like when they first appear in Empire. It'd be nice to see some of them operating in the desert. Um, there's no reason you, you couldn't have the... If, you know, the, the walkers would do well in the desert conditions, I would think. Any chance of that happening? Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to see a huge imperial presence outside of the Inquisitors in this show. Oh, okay. Well, these Inquisitors. I mean, maybe for some like... reason they'll show a, a storm. How that stormtrooper got in the Sarlacc pit in Book of Boba Fett, but I, I you know, mm. I don't see. I don't think we're going to see a ton of Imperials outside of the Inquisitors and Darth Vader. Okay. All right. I think they'll all be off of Tatooine, except when they need to be there. I, I doubt Obi Wan would leave. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a shame. I, I would have loved to have seen Obi-Wan kind of like rolling around the galaxy. Um, there's got to be other Jedi I, I out mean, there. At this point, though, he, he has his mission. He knows what his mission is. It's to protect Luke. And yeah, he may have to do something aside from that, but I think that's what he's going to largely be doing. Protect Luke. He's, he's constantly watching Luke like a stalker. From, yeah, you know, like a, a, yeah, like a sort of like perverted uncle or something, like from the Sanjins, just checking in, you know. But also, he, he can't um, really interact with him too much, can he? Because Luke didn't even know who he was, barely. I mean, he did sort of know who he was. I had guess. a vague idea about some old old uh, wizard in the desert. Uh, you know, in some of the comics uh, that have gone through that time period, like you'll have uh, uh, Uncle Owen telling him, don't come back here. Yeah, I've um, heard this. Yeah, but like, well, they've got to have that scene, don't they? There's got to be a scene where he's surely, if they're basing it around, you know, something's going to happen. He comes down. Can't you see it now? Like a fucking Tuscan Raider or someone attacks little Luke when he's like walking around like toddler Luke. He comes down and kills him, and then Owen's like, stop, stop hanging around. Don't, don't interfere. Haven't you done enough? Um, that kind of you can kind of see mm-hmm. that scene writing itself. I, I'd be the first to you know seriously if I was Obi Wan Kenobi, I'd be like, hey, get back in your fucking lane, Uncle Owen. I'm the Jedi. You're just a peon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like who the fuck? Are you? And by the way, Uncle Owen, you get killed in New Hope massively. So who's, who's the Jedi Master here? Yeah. Uh, you fucking dumb farmer. Yeah, he should. Well, I'm sure it, you yeah. have that scene, and I'm sure then. Owen will realize he does kind of need Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan will save him after that happens yeah, anyway. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, but, like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi can't force choke, can he? This is this is a conversation we often have on Signal. Force choking is a dark side power. Am I right, Eric? Uh, not necessarily. Luke really? does it at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Does I he? mean, we're supposed to kind of be in big... We don't really know what Luke is doing. Mm. I mean, that's because he's kind of wearing black, so we're kind of led to believe, like, we don't know what, if Luke's a, a Jedi or what's going on with him. But he is, he's, uh, you know, through and through a Jedi at that point. 
Who, who does he, who does he force mind, For like, everyone, like we're so used to video games and skill trees, uh, and you have to put your points into like either dark side or light side. And I don't think it's so much like that if you're actually a Jedi or a Force user. You just have to tap into this part of you that you know is wrong and might lead you down another path. Mm. But I think the ability to do it is is there if you, if you um, know how to use the Force. I mean, if you're grabbing a lightsaber with the Force and pulling it to you, I don't know how it's different than grabbing a throat. I mean, That's true. It's just what you can do. I mean, you should you be cautious using that? Yes, because... You know, if you're getting emotional about it, you, that that could be the problem. That would be where you, that could lead you to the dark side. I've got a question, Eric. Uh, so, when he for, is it the Gamorrean guards that he force chokes? Who does he force choke her and turn the Jedi? That's right. Wrong? Yeah, it is. The yeah, Gamorrean the the guards when he walks in, when he enters uh, the palace. Such a cool fucking scene. I, I I recall as a kid, I was never a big uh, like. I mean, I liked Luke, but I was always a Han Solo fan. But in Return of the Jedi. When he turns up in the black uniform, I was like, oh, all of a sudden Luke Skywalker went up in my estimation a long way that day, you know? <laughs> it was a good look. It was. It was fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I, I'm sort of, I'm hopeful that this Obi-Wan show will be good, but having sat through all the episodes of Boba Fett where so much, so little happened, um, I'm just hoping that they just, they seem really afraid of, kind of pushing the story forward in a very meaningful way at times these shows like they spend a lot of time just circling the same stuff i i just hope do we know how many episodes it is is it like eight episodes or what i think it's six six that's too few i want more episodes that's another thing i, I always you know i dreamed about something like this for years but i always envisioned it like you know kung fu he's just wandering the desert i mean he would obi-wan wouldn't be he's got his mission to protect luke but mm. he certainly would be helping the people of tatooine in the way that kane is walking going around the desert helping a hundred percent have it be like a you know that's kind of how mandalorian was for those few episodes in the middle where he's just kind of bouncing around helping out People like how Xena was Hercules, Kung Fu the Legend, uh, the Legend yeah. Continues, while the original was just Kung Fu. But just have it be a smaller story, him doing things on Tatooine, helping out people while looking out for Luke. Now they have to do this like massive world building, and of course, as Star Wars fans, we love world building, but is this too much bringing all of this stuff in? And then kind of potentially breaking what we thought was the continuity that existed. And are we just assholes? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. If it, if it, it is enjoyable and makes sense, I hope I hope, uh, I hope it is. But if we have anything to go by with the Book of Boba Fett, it, it might be underwhelming. Yeah, I'm a bit more forgiving than you guys. Like, I, Look, I'll be honest. I'm a fucking, like, just a consumer uh, who's easily sold. But I am looking forward to a rematch between... Uh, Consume product and get excited for new yeah, products. I just, I just, I just, I just like the idea of like them facing off, and and surely Darth Vader's got to win this time. You know, you can't have Darth Vader lose twice in a row. You know, what do you, what do you think, Eric? See, do you think now, here's another thing. I was, I'm sorry to interrupt. Huh. That what if the rematch is not between Obi Wan and Darth Vader? What if it's between Obi Wan and Darth Maul? That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. And Darth Maul's not Eric. dead. We know that in the continuity, don't we? We know that because he turned up in Solo, right? Well, we do. We do know. I mean, it's closer to a New Hope when Obi Wan and Maul see each other again. But mm. you could do that again, and that makes more sense than Vader going to a planet that's very painful for him to even probably think about. 
Yeah. Uh, just before we leave, that's why yeah. that's why Obi Wan went there to begin with. Right, because it's so close to to his sort of origin. Yeah, that it's almost like hiding in plain sight. That's where Shmi died. That's where he was a slave. That's where, oh. yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, you could probably keep digging for all the reasons that Darth Vader would really not want to go back to Tatooine. Yeah, now... He uh, hates sand, yeah. by the way. He does hate sand. Well, they would get in his suit, too, wouldn't they, now? You know, if you think about well, it. Well, the mods don't seem to have a problem with that in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, I've got a question. So... All right, I, I always, I, I, I mean, I guess when we saw the original Darth Vader in the original movies, it was well before, like, we didn't even know, you know, who was in there, and then it was revealed. But, like, I, I, I just sometimes, um, I'm like, I know it's fictional, but, and I, but I, I get confused. I'm like, so inside Darth Vader, there's this kind of, like, ruined husk of a human being. But, um you never really kind of get the sense, uh, except, you know, but I also read that he's being pumped full of drugs all the time in his suit. Um, like, how... Is he kind of a bit insane? It, you know, like, is, is he like a real person? Like, do we have... Do you think he thinks, like, normal thoughts, or is it kind of like a heightened kind of drug-fueled state that Vader's in all the time? Because could they have character moments with Vader, or does that lessen Vader? That's my question, Eric. You, you have to walk that line carefully. I've certainly seen some amazing moments where they do, but mm. then, like Boba Fett talking too much in Book of Boba Fett, you really you yeah. have to be careful with that. You can't betray these characters. You can have character moments with Darth Vader. Mm. I, I think he behaves a lot like his dialogue in, uh, to Padme in the fields of Naboo in, in Episode 2, where he's talking about like what his idea of, of you know ruling should be. Just tell people what to do, and that's what they should do. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, so he focuses on that. So he focuses on ruling his empire, protecting his empire, so that he doesn't go through these character moments. He he really distracts himself with his work, so to speak. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, interesting. He's tortured otherwise. He'd you know be much more insane than he was if he was thinking about that stuff all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's also like like, and I, I know this won't be covered, but like you you think with all the technology that they've got that you see in Star Wars, that it's almost like they didn't... Like, I know he... Like, the Emperor uh, rescued him. But it's it's like... His body's all still fucked up. Like, they could have put cybernetics on it and stuff, but they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, he's still like... Isn't there's, he just, like, half a person? There's been some of that. Like, they were... Uh, I remember some comics. I believe they were in the Marvel run where they talk about upgraded suits that he could have worn that really, like, did work as torture chambers. Like, they were, like, poking and prodding him while he wears them. Jesus. Um, and I, he opted to stay with his suit he had, uh, oh. which is also, you know, does that to him to a degree, yeah. but less so. They speak about that in the uh, Lucino. Is the Lucino novel? Uh, uh, right, uh, yeah. The Dark Lord, Rise of Darth Vader. And the suit itself, and yes, Dave, like it being injected with drugs while you're walking around to just heal your body and keep you alive. But um, um, more than that, though, like the drug that is fueling him is like the dark side of the force. And living in that suit mm. is a torturous existence that probably is driving him to the brink of madness. And mm. it's the will of the dark side that's keeping him going. God. And you could have character moments with that, I think, where he kind of breaks from it, especially when he's out of the suit because you have humanized eyes and mm. things like that. But I think you could also have some humanization with just, like, staring 
at his at his uh, helmet, and you ha- like can think what he's thinking, maybe. Which is there's moments in the comics that kind of portray that a bit, mm. and you really don't know what he's thinking inside there because you just have his facade over his his uh, his his black eyes. I'm just thinking he, that's right. But how about this for an idea? When he's, um, you know, he's just done something like, you know, abominable. Say he's just killed a whole stack of innocent people or something. Has a flashback to, like, Padme or something. And then he's in the chamber. He has his suit off and he's just, like, staring into a mirror or something with his ruined face. And he's, you're just, like, for a second, you're just like, wow, that's the cost of being Darth Vader. You know? Like, you totally. know. Yeah, something like that. Where, where he's, yeah. don't pussify him out. He does something evil and crazy but then you suddenly realise that even though he's kind of a monster, there's still a human being who was once, you know, a very respected Jedi kind of thing. There's a, a beautiful piece of art. Uh, it's probably closer to when Revenge of the Sith came out, maybe within that five years after, where he's sitting in his meditation chamber and they're showing like all, like he that kind of, you know, he sees all the Jedi that he had a part in a hand in slaughtering. And they're, mm. or, you know, either their spirits are watching them or he just kind of is envisioning it and seeing them. Mm. But that's a yeah, it's a certainly a reflective moment for him. Um, he certainly doesn't uh, change his behavior based on no, that. But no, he certainly yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, him thinking about it, considering it. Uh, I think that's cool. See, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, he's he's not going to be like, well, I'm turning over a new leaf. But um, yeah, I just think. I mean, he does eventually. He's a guy who's who thinks he's right about everything until he realizes he's not. If we had some sort of Darth Vader story in between when he becomes Darth Vader and when he's redeemed by Luke, I mean, that's him turning the new leaf. But if we had moments of that in between the end of Return of the Jedi and his inception, that would be just, in, just no, that would be terrible. What would you, you can have those moments of him looking in the mirror yeah. and, and kind of thinking about it, but you know yeah. he's never going to act on it. But he's yeah. thinking about it still, and that will even probably fuel his actions further by making him angry and, and tapping further into the dark side yeah i've got a question for you in in return of the jedi when when famously you know he blocks the um well, well sorry he he fights luke and then he and then he turns at the last second there's part of me that always has felt like like that his redemption doesn't make up for the massive amounts of evil that he's done. Like, honestly, I, I, I really do feel that. Like, Eric, do you feel like his redemption is... Should he be in that fire at the end and everyone's all happy-go-lucky in the afterlife? What do you think? Uh, it's it's certainly debatable. Um, in the end, I mean, Anakin Darth Vader kind of transcends everything. He, he's not necessarily a Jedi. He's not necessarily actually a Sith. He, he's the chosen one. He's like a... Uh, you know, a being of immense power that's not meant to be tied in with either of those groups. He's meant to balance the force, um, which he does. And yeah, he he's done horrible things. But you know, the the force said, "Come on home, buddy. Uh, stand with the ghosts here. You're you're good to go." Yeah, yeah, true. And and change your look to Hayden Christensen in this in the um. I think it would have been a bit them. weirder. And there was these um. These were more what ifs. Remember those comics where they infinities? infinities? Mm-hmm. And there's one with Return of the Jedi, Dave. Mm. And at the very end, he survives the Death Star, and Lord Vader's in like a white suit celebrating with them, oh, and he's right. still alive. And shit. 
that is way less passive. Like, yeah. you know, that you, there's no way he wouldn't be tried for war crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were actually... Yeah, you certainly, if, if I'm him and I'm I'm redeeming myself, I'm certainly, yeah, I hope this has got to be it, though, because otherwise I'm going, uh, you know, to, to the penitentiary for right. a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine the farewell tour? And, and there's all these right. people I, like... I'm sorry, though, guys, so don't lie. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, the galaxy's probably pretty mad at him. Some might accuse him of just being a turncoat at the last second when he saw who was winning. You know? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it'd be funny if it was Darth Vader and everything was the same except his suit was white. So he's just changed the colour on the actual suit. Exactly. I, I'm a good guy, guys. <laughs> like, Here's my son. He trusts me. Don't you trust me? My Mothma, Chewbacca, you're on my yeah. side now, right? That is hilarious. Like, that's actually funny. So, um, yeah, all in all, I guess we've spent enough time on the Obi-Wan trailer. I'm looking forward to it. Six episodes. Uh, let's hope that they get a bit ambitious. I'm sure they probably won't, though. I'm sure it's going to be a lot a lot i honestly feel it'll be a lot more boring than anything we could do you know like i feel like we could we could all pitch story ideas that are going to be way more exciting than what disney give us mm-hmm. because what they will do is a lot of world building that you know fills up audience to, uh, you know a screen time and i just feel like they won't move the needle that much um in terms i mean of i hope progression. not i just hope they don't betray Ewan McGregor and, and the legacy of that character, like they've sure. done with basically every character, legacy yeah. character, that is. Yeah, true. Um, all right, well, let's transition to Book of Boba Fett. Now, I'm going to throw it over to you guys, but I do want to say I, 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 I'm pretty much, from the early 80s, one of the biggest Boba Fett fans around. I know he didn't have much screen time, but I didn't give a fuck as a kid. I had the figure... I've always been a Boba Fett fan. I was pissed off when he dies in Return of the Jedi or thought I died, he died. I was kind of relieved to hear that in Legends he escaped the Sarlacc pit because I always thought that was a cheap way to go out. But um, for me, this show, like, lots of promise, lots of potential. I found it very boring for a lot of the time. Boba Fett, the nice guy, really pisses me off, actually. Um, I just, I, I just don't even feel... Honestly, that it's Boba Fett. I feel like this is someone... It's like a completely different character. Boba Fett was never this nicer guy, in my imagination, at least, anyway. This this is like the nicest fucking guy ever. Um, right. I'm still waiting yeah. to see Bo- uh, Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And also, fucking Tamara Morrison takes that fucking helmet off every opportunity he Well, in gets. his defense, he did say, yeah, I'm talking too much and I should take the helmet off less. So, yeah, yeah. he recognized it. Well, that's good. The, yeah. the production team that's uh, fucking him out. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, yeah, he's the actor, so obviously people are telling him what to do. But I'm just saying, the helmet is off way too much. Um, and can I also say this? I'm not a big fan of the sort of dress or, or, or thing he has that he had in mm-hmm. Mandalorian either. I... I What's wrong with the original Boba Fett fucking uniform? Why why do we need to change that? Um, and there were bits I, I liked. Don't know. Is it to cover his physique now? I mean, he's not out of shape well, at all. You could answer he's the physique question by him not taking off the helmet and having an in-shape person uh, yeah. in the armor, and Tamara Morrison just delivers a few lines. Yes, true. Um, look, there were bits I liked about it, um, which we can get into, but... I mean, the fact that Mandalorian has to come in, like, and then suddenly take over the show. Um, uh, so, I'm sorry, Boba Fett was on the show in Din because that is Boba Fett, uh, more so than 
the character that is Boba Fett in, in this show. I mean, oh. that's the problem, right? Is they kind of took Boba Fett and they molded him into Din Djar in The Mandalorian. Yes. And I, they, they're afraid to have two of those characters, I guess. I don't know. And even Din is is a goody two-shoes once in a while compared to like how Boba Fett oh, should and would be. Uh, oh. Just a skilled badass. I mean, oh. his legacy in the, uh, you know, in the EU and the, the original trilogy is just so much, I mean, he's, Captain Phasma is what they want. They wanted Boba Fett in Captain Phasma, right? But Captain Phasma didn't end up doing anything of note except standing there looking cool. Boba Fett does get Han Solo. He is, he does do things in yeah. the movies. It's light. He doesn't do a ton. And I mean, he goes out uh, poorly in Return of the Jedi, but mm. such is the way of the Force. Sometimes luck's not on your side. Uh, you know, sometimes the hero does whack you uh, just just the right way, and and you're out. The, you know, Force is working uh, in that in that battle to a degree. That's true. It's very true. Um, I mean, this is the guy who gets out of the Sarlacc pit in the EU, though, and becomes like the leader, the ruler of Mandalore. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds better than this, but, but like my biggest thing was like, I, I, I thought it was cool. He got out of the Salak pit. That was, that was a cool scene. I like the stuff of the Tusken Raiders, like, uh, you know, but even at the beginning, there's a, there's a scene right at the start. He's captured by the Tusken Raiders and he's sitting there by the fire with some other alien and he offers to free the other alien. And, and right yeah. then and there in that moment, I said to Michelle, would Boba Fett do that? I thought Boba Fett was just an out-and-out badass. Like, he doesn't give a shit about other people, I thought, anyway. Um, I mean, does that Rodian really have Stockholm Syndrome, that he's uh, siding with the people who are have him imprisoned, tortured, and, and making him, you know, essentially they capture them for slavery. Yeah. Um, but Disney's so scared of slavery, they won't call the ship Slave One, but they show outright slavery. It's such a, a weird hypocrisy. It is. I agree. Yeah, and that was another thing that we'll get to when he's like, my fire spray class gunship. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it's like, is that what you call your car? You, you call your car by the full make and model of it when you're like, will you help me find my car? No, yeah. will you help me find my Ford? I don't even think in Dude, Where's My Car, they mentioned like the make and model yeah. of the car. I, I hate the fact that they've just changed the name of the ship. I hate it with a passion. I mean, but they they didn't, right? They 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 walk around it. They tiptoe. They just tell you the model. They don't. He doesn't call it. It is a fire spray class ship. That's mm. why. That's you what could it is. just have said, like, "Can you help me find my ship? I need to find my yeah, ship." Yeah, you could have. And yeah. they would have circumvented the whole thing. But they did bring attention to it when he said, "Can you help me find my fire spray class gunship?" So stupid. When we're escaping, first of all, when he's in the back to tank, like his nose is just open, and and we haven't seen that before. Luke's got nose plugs. Vader's in Rogue One is a, like fully covers his nose and mouth. So I don't know. Boba Fett would probably be drowning in that back to tank, not healing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that would be. And, funny. and then I don't know why is there a stormtrooper in there? We don't know a ton about Boba Fett's suit, so why can't he? Like that suit's not capable of like. It doesn't have an oxygen tank. Like we need to crawl over to a stormtrooper that's randomly in there and, and steal his oxygen. Little strange. Um, and then, like, I, I, I mean, I don't know how many metric tons of sand does he dig through yes. to get out? Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to say to you actually. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but this is basically Richard telling me this that in the legends, like one of the other bounty hunters, is it Dengar? Actually, helps him. Someone helps yes. him. Yeah, 
Um, would have liked to see him, him or Jimmy. What about IG88 turning up to help? That would have been pretty cool. Well, can you imagine that robot digging? I, I know how much you love IG88. What if any legacy bounty hunter showed up? <laughs> Bosk, I mean, we saw Trandoshans. I was hoping to right. see Bosk. Yeah. I was hoping to see some of them come at the end to, yeah. to help, kind of help. Or, or fight for the other side. Yes, I Look agree. Dave uh, Filoni's overly important yeah. uh, yeah, Cat Bane. It's okay. His his role in the show is okay, <laughs> but it should have been built into the show. It shouldn't be the end of the last of, of episode six and then episode seven. He should have been like he should have been like the the maybe Boba Fett doesn't know he's the guy who's doing these things behind the scenes, but Cat Bane should have been built we'll be into the, the show. End of episode one or two instead of. And then the end of we have a whole six. scene from the Clone Wars that's deleted that they have Boba Fett and Cad Bane have this duel. Mm. That and you have all these fucking flashbacks in the show, and that's the only one you don't have. But like that would reveal like the importance of their relationship a little bit. Mm. This show's just full of fist, missed opportunities. That's really. I will say this as a as I've not watched the Clone Wars or or anything, but when that Cad Bane guy turned up, my interest levels went way up. I thought he looked excellent. Sure. I thought he. I thought visually he looked fucking awesome. And I was so disappointed when he got killed. I was like, why would you kill this one cool guy who turned up, you know? You could even, like, as he's walking, you know, towards Freedom Town, you get that sense, you're like, okay, this show is now going in this cool direction. Mm. But it was too much, it was too little, and it was... A little bit too too late. I mean, to not, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I want to kind of go, I guess, in order of how the yeah. show works. But I mean, w- they tell us point blank. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the sheriff, Chob uh, Vanth, is dead. No, he's not. Nobody thought he was dead. They thought he grazed him in the shoulder. And then yeah. the, your stinger scene is him in a back to tank. So to tell me Cad Bane is dead is, is I don't believe you. Right. You think you think there's survival for Cad Bane? I thought that yeah. You think he could... Yeah, sure. He just gets stabbed by like an inch blade. Like he didn't get run through. He got the you know. Well, that feels the, the with tip hope. of that gaffy stick is not that long. Do you like the character, Eric? I thought he looked a little. I like a cool character. Okay, I think he's one of the better ones. I I think you uh, being like that. He's the evil, evil bounty hunter. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When most of them are kind of they lean bad he, he he's outright evil but that's why he should have been the one to kill the tuscans uh if yes. you even do that horse shit but you're beholden to some stupid book written by chuck wendig because the disney canon is all connected hey here's a clue chuck wendig go fuck yourself i can't stand that fucking guy like, and I don't, maybe yeah. maybe he doesn't they don't the show didn't want to show him killing jawas but like why didn't he go hunt down the jawas he for some reason doesn't know they took the armor he thinks the sarlacc swallowed it yeah well, that's a good point. Yeah, how about the scene where um he goes in with um whatever her name is, Fennec Shan, and they go into the Sarlacc kind of thing, like they're kind of hovering yeah. over it. That was pretty funny, and it, but it's not there. I love that. And talking to Eric about it, it's like you're just dipping your head into this monster with a yeah. flashlight, like your phone <laughs> flashlight. Hold on, I'm just kind of taking a peek. I think I dropped something into this giant monster. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was it was it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but, like, let's talk about the character of Phoenix Sharn. What did you think? Because I thought she seemed, like, it was a cool character, but, but like, I'm, I kept thinking, does Boba Fett really need this character? Like, it felt like it was robbing him of all... It sort of made him seem a bit almost incompetent or, you know, indecisive, and she seemed to be running the show? 
Yeah, that's how I see it. I, I find her to be kind of bland, honestly. She mm. does not have a personality. She doesn't have any history. She's just there and looks cool. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm not a fan. She's kind of monotone in her performance. Uh, it, it's overacted. I, 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 there's something wrong with her, her delivery uh, to me. Um, and yeah, she gets to stand there and look badass while, uh, you know, Boba Fett's uh, running around trying to get the, 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 the rat catcher droid. Um, or like, and, and then they're infiltrating the palace to get his ship back. And she's the one who's coming up with the plan. Boba Fett freaking worked there. Yeah. He wouldn't know the back entrance. Exactly. And so the show makes him look stupid repeatedly yeah. in favor of her looking like a genius and in favor of her looking great. But why? Like, I mean, when you're pitching this show, what, it was almost like she wasn't needed. Like, or they didn't know what to do with her. Like, they thought, we're going to give him a sidekick, but then the sidekick is kind of running it, and... I mean, in the, yeah. in the sense that Jango Fett had Zom Wiesel, uh, like, you can kind of see the mirror there, but, like, Jango, cold-blooded, killed her when she failed. Yeah. Mm. He didn't have a sidekick other than the script needed him to have a sidekick for a brief amount of time. And that was less of a sidekick, I feel, than just a way to mask the, you know... It just keep everything in the shadows of himself, kind of keep himself out of it directly, even though they did catch him because they saw him assassinate Zamazel after. But that was less of a sidekick, and I feel more of a uh, device than, than Fennec Shan is for Boba. And now it seems like everyone needs a sidekick, or we need something other than these main characters. Not to go too much back to this Obi-Wan trailer, but... Clearly, it's not so much about Obi-Wan as it is about everyone around Obi-Wan. Mm. Yeah. And not to mention the fucking mods. Or Black Chrysanthemum. Oh, Who yeah, I well, let's... Well, s- slow down for a second, because let me tell you, I um I, I knew the character of Black Chrysanthemum because I read a little bit of whatever fucking comic that character was in. I just remembered it being in, in Darth Vader or something. Or something Darth like Vader. That. Yeah. He's been in Dr. Aphra, Star Wars, Darth right. Vader. It was premiered in Darth Vader. Yeah. Okay, so I knew that character, and believe you me, when that turned up, my, I fucking bolted up right in my seat, and I said to Michelle, this is getting fucking good now. And um, I was a big fan of that character. Um, just the visual of that character, I thought that was one of the best things in this Boba Fett show. Um what are you guys' reaction, Eric? What do you think of Black Christianity? Because I'm I'm feeling this character. Um, character design is okay. Yeah, I I, I like Chrysanthemum for the most part. Um, that I you know the huts show up, and I think that scene in itself is one of the better scenes. Mm. But like, ultimately, to what end? Like the the huts are just like they got one more scene after that, and then they're gone. Mm. Um. They only show up with one guy. Boba Fett's only got Fennec Shand and the droid to begin the show. Like, what, what kind of crime lord are you? Yeah, I know. And how are you ruling for with <laughs> respect when you walk into the palace and you just shoot Bib Fortuna for no reason? Later in the show, they explain, like, somehow Boba Fett thinks that Bib Fortuna betrayed him. Bib Fortuna and Max Rebo also, by the way, on the fucking sail barge when it blows up. I was going to um, no ask... show explaining how they get off. Thank you, because I brought that up. I said, was Bit Fortuna not on the barge? Because wasn't he, like, Jabba's number two? Yeah. Yeah, like, that. thank you for that for that clarification, because I was like, did he have a day off or, or something? Like, 
Um, because there's explanation yeah. that he may have abandoned uh, Barge, if you will, before during the show. He didn't when, when they were going to execute people. He did not leave the show. They were all there to watch uh, them get eaten by the starlight. That's thing. exactly right. What, what was he just like? I'm just gonna duck out for a second and, like, and take Max Rebo with him. Apparently. Well, I'm glad Max Rebo survived. That's a great character. I mean, it, he's just in the background, so who cares? I mean, except he gets blown up in this show too, right? Well. <laughs> No, but I, I read an article. I read an article casting some doubt as to whether Max Rebo was actually at the club um, in that in that scene. So, well, if anybody needs to survive the show, it's Max Rebo. So, yeah, I just I'm a big fan of Max Rebo's work, and um, I read a it was kind of a humorous article, but that was basically saying that the one question about Boba Fett was like, was Max Rebo in the club? Um, and I also, so I loved Black Christian, and I and I've got and I, and I sent quite. There was quite a few funny memes going around. Have you ever seen the meme, Jimmy? With the it's the girl that she's pulling a face, and then she does a reaction. So she's pulling a face. And so the first thing was like, uh, oh, sorry, I lost my uh, microphone there. Can you guys hear me? No, that's I, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's like doing like a weird face, yes, and then like an approving face in the second. Yeah. One. So the first one was like, uh, would I ever fuck a Wookiee? And she's doing like, oh, no, no, no. And then it's like, and then you see Black Christian, and she goes like massively excited. Um, but like, I just thought um, he's a cool looking character and just visually. That's 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 you know. it. He's a cool looking character, but you can't have him taking a dozen blaster shots and oh, yeah. limping. Oh, yeah. And then the next scene, he's walking just fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little, uh, I mean, and that's just the problem with the way they're making the show, right? I mean, both Boba Fett and Din Djarin get shot like uh, a dozen, dozen times, and they're yeah. fine. That's a gross. What? <laughs> um, and and they, I mean, Disney keeps going back to this fucking joke from the first one that don't upset a Wookiee, they'll, they'll tear your arms out. They've done it three times now. One was the deleted scene, but mm. I don't know. You can't rip an arm off and have there be no blood. That's true. But bloodless violence is how all these shows are. You know, right? So don't do it because it looks corny and, and cheap and and yeah. Not I want to see it shooting out like Kill Bill. Well, I mean, I you just don't you you can do it in a way where you don't necessarily show that, but you drop That's the true. arm. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they're terrified of blood. They don't want anyone to realize there's actual repercussions of getting. And then, your arms I mean, that's off. really only a problem when it's it's. The blood resembles human blood. If it was green, uh, they don't. The, the sensors don't really care. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so that how they got rounded in Star Trek Six with with the Klingon, their blood was like purple or something. I mean, Farscape had you know the color changing blood for uh, uh, one of them. You got to like to heal their wounds. You got to keep beating them and, until the blood turns clear or something. I, I forget. Uh, the, the exact details there. But, uh, yeah, you can get away with stuff as long as it's not, like, human blood that's red. That's a good point. Uh, and, Jimmy, am I right in saying you just referenced Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country? Uh, am I right there? That's right. There's the whole scene right, where there's, it. like, the blood floating around, I remember, yeah. with the Klingons. They killed some Klingons, and he, gravity goes off. And he's a hot like take. Blobs of blood floating around. One of my favorite of the Star Trek movies, Undiscovered Country. I've, I I love that fucking where do you, film. Where do you rank uh, four? Pretty fucking, pretty fucking highly, actually. Pretty fucking highly, yeah. man. Yeah. Wrath of Khan, uh, Voyage Home, and Undiscovered Country. Put those bad boys in a triple pack together, or I'm watching, you know? And, uh, Hell yeah, man. I, I, I even I get down with the motion picture, too, even though a lot of people seem to have, uh, 
you know, problem with it and how you know long and boring it is. It but is there's cool. a lot to, to watch there. No, it is cool. Um, but I, I, I'm old enough to say this. I, I walked into cinemas to see Voyage Home with my grandmother, actually, and my sister. And I thought it was the fucking, I thought it was fucking awesome. That's the one where they go back to, is it San Francisco in the 80s? It is. Whales to, to, save the, to get the whales back because good stuff. that space probe is trying to speak whale. Yeah, it's a good, it's good fucking shit. There's no shit. more whales in the future. It's, that's good shit, man. Like, um, it, way more fucking entertaining than the Book of Boba Fett, let me just say that, you know. <laughs> fucking love the boy Jones, dude. <laughs> Great. We should just do a Star Trek. Uh, suddenly, this rip turns into a Star Trek. Uh, you know, but but not many people talk about Star Trek Six. And as soon as when you said Six, my, I kind of did the math in my head. I was like, "You're talking about Undiscovered Country, aren't you, Jimmy?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And there is like that every other movie theory. Yeah. Even though I quite like motion picture, I love Wrath of Khan. I think um, the three called the search, for, called the search yeah. for Spock. Yeah. Uh, but Voyage Home and Undiscovered Country are great stuff. Like, like one and two, like top tier. Yeah, no, great stuff. So, like, so yeah, Eric, take us through a bit more. So, Black Christiana, we've kind of covered. Really, he's just a visual, and you are right. He absorbs a ridiculous amount of of like laser fire to a point where I said to Michelle, "Are they going to kill this character who's like easily one of their kind of most recognizable?" But no, he just magically regenerates like a fucking video game character. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he took I don't a know. For bar. some reason, everybody all of a sudden starts calling him Santo. Yeah, I know. I didn't like that either. I, like, would, I mean, Santan would be a, like, but I don't know where you, you're just changing. I, I parts think. Of his I think Afra calls him that. I think. I think. I Is think, that where? I, I mean, I, Afra became unreadable. Pretty I'm quickly. pretty confident. I I'm pretty confident that she is the one who calls him that, and of course this is Disney. So suddenly everyone's referencing by the name Doctor Afra gave him. You know, he's just well, everyone's I would pal. Both know that? Why would uh, yeah? The, I, the, I mean, uh, the Twilight owner of the club called him that first. I think I would prefer if Boba Fett was kind of more like a kind of like you remember Joe Pesci in Casino or something like. You know, like, not afraid to slap someone if they're getting out of line. You know, way more harsh. I hate how cuddly and cute fucking this Boba Fett is. Like, why is Boba yeah, Fett, I mean, you know? Right, this is a guy whose uh, introduction to us is like, hey, I, I need these prisoners captured and I need them alive. Don't disintegrate them, please. Yeah, that's right. No disintegrations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, or, you know, not even to compare him to anyone from like a mob movie just compare him to himself and how he was and i know the whole kind of like the the where they're going is that he's kind of having a sec like it's turning a new leaf right but he just turned that leaf so quickly and it just like i don't understand the impetus for it totally they're great. trying to show it with like the tuscans and that's why he's back there is because they you know, trained him and stuff and like made him into the person he, the new person he is. He's reborn. He came back to life, quote unquote. Yeah. It's just such a jarring change. And he's still in a life of crime type. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Going back to like replace the palace. And he wants to be a crime lord. Yeah, I know. As I he know. describes it. But he's bringing peace to Tat. It, it, it's just there's conflicting things bullshit. going on with what he wants to do. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you remember this National Pirate Day or International Pirate Day, and Disney put up this thing with these kid pirates saying, "Don't download, kids." And I was like, "Do <laughs> oh they do they fucking understand piracy? Are they familiar with the tenets of piracy? 
it isn't like go and buy shit legally. It's fucking sell those high seas and get what you can, you know? You know, it would have been funnier if they had just, like, gone all in on it and, like, done some sort of, like, I don't know, like, give out uh, the original Pirates of the Caribbean for free somehow on on their website. I think that would have been a a cooler way to acknowledge the day without being so in your face. Like, you never steal a car, right? Remember those ads? Yeah, I do do recall. Like, it's kind of like got the paranoid thing, like, the FBI is watching you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's craziness. Now I do want to. Something wanna... else with this. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Oh no, I'll... no, no, you go first because I've got I've got another piece to bring up. But you go first, Jimmy. Where was any of Boba Fett's? Um, they, we had a bit of it where there was a flashback to him on Camino watching his dad take off in in the yep. ship yep. in the fire spray class gunship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where was any of his kind of? feelings on the Jedi and and any of that. I mean, he's very aware of it like mm. in, in how the Jedi have kind of come back, and you'd think there would have been something there. And I, I think mean, that, yeah. this guy doesn't even match what we got in, in Season 2 of Mandalorian. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I agree. And people are saying, like, thank God Boba Fett got out of there before Luke came back, because that would have been awkward, right? Right. What would happen if they saw each other? Right. That's why Boba Fett's not there. Specifically. Now, I think there would just have been no acknowledgement of it based on what we saw in this book of Boba Fett show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Luke would, uh, you'd think, have an axe to grind, wouldn't you? What's that? I would think Boba Fett would be the one upset more than Luke. Luke, I mean, what does he care? He's got a lightsaber to just cut Boba Fett I mean, to pieces. Boba Fett also, you know, he's... You fought, fought Luke on the barge, but more so the Jedi are responsible for his entire life going, you know, past where they killed his dad. Sure. He calls in, not to get too far ahead, but in blood ties, he has some nasty words for Mace Windu. He does. He calls him a madman. I mean, Clone Wars, he, he, there's an assassination attempt by him on Mace Windu. It would have been fucking cool if Mace Windu... So I think acknowledging his, his um, resentment and feelings towards where the galaxy is now would have would have gone a long way rather than kind of building this new world around him on Tatooine with dumb new characters. Yeah, they don't... He doesn't... It's like he doesn't... It's like he lives in a bubble. Like, it's almost like he doesn't give a shit about what happened with the Empire and the Jedi and stuff. He's just, like... he. he it's like his ambitions are just not that grand. He's just all about trying to take over... He, he's trying to be the world's nicest crime lord, and, and that in itself is a fucking laugh, you know? Like, if, if you're really going to be a crime lord, I'm sorry, it's a dirty business. You know, that's it. He just he keeps talking about protecting these cities, but that's not what crime lords do. No, they they maybe they, you want to yeah. be the crime lord. It's like, listen, spice is bad, and and we're not going to traffic in spice, but we're still going to be doing some gangster shit. And they protect in the sense that they protect them from uh, other crime lords and other crime bosses solely for the reason that they're taking a cut. Yeah. The reason that the, if the city prospers, you're taking a cut. You want to protect that. But you don't protect them. I mean, you, what you're doing now is you are becoming some sort of um, superhero. Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah, yeah, Robin, yeah, Robin Hood. Yes. Now, I do want to bring up something. Uh, but so we, Tatooine is just lawless, but somehow the New Republic does have ships around Tatooine, and they're not concerned about this at all. No, they're just like, fuck it. Like, yeah, the New Republic. Um, Disney Luke might take a personal interest in what's going on on Tatooine. 
Yeah, you think so. He can't even be bothered to go there. He sends a, a, an infant across oh. space with a droid just in a cockpit. Nothing could go wrong there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Is the droid piloting everything? The droid's piloting, piloting that, like R2-D2's piloting. Yeah, R2 is certainly yeah. piloting, yeah. He's really yeah, stepping up, R2. Got- yeah, that's been established kind of a bit. Like, Luke goes, I'd rather keep it on manual for a while. So I, yeah, I, the fact that that was able to happen isn't really, um, oh, that's fantastic. I just, hyperspace just, does just, not work the way Disney keeps having it work. It does take some time to get from point A to point B. It's not instantaneous. Uh, you know, true. sometimes those journeys can be weeks long. Uh, I, I mean, A New Hope kind of sets it right you, you know that journey's taking a little bit of time so much time that luke does have a little bit of time to be trained in the force that's exactly right eric there's there's a whole scene when they're going through hyperspace and you see like han solo and stuff looking out through the sort of the window and then meanwhile um luke is playing that chess game whatever it's called isn't he with um I, he gets uh, he puts on the 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 blind, the, you know, the helmet with the blinder so he can yes. train with the remote. Flash of it, i can't even see how am i supposed to fight Chewie, yes. 3PO, and R2 are playing. That's right. The, uh, the G- yeah, but we recall the scene, and you're 100% right. It's not instantaneous. Um, Disney, you failed again. Um, but I want to mention something, and this is an aside. Can I just say how beautiful... Uh, is it Jennifer Beals? Is that a name? Um, or is mm-hmm. it... Is yeah, that... I think you're right. I don't know much about her, but uh, yeah, that is the name. She is one... Just cup of beauty. She's from, you might remember her from such things as the L word. And I think, uh, I want to say flash dance back in the eighties, just a really good looking woman. And it was just great to see her in the club. And believe you me, I was very distraught when they blew that club up because I loved that woman. And I thought she was playing a great character. Richard had a lot of problems with how they were portraying. Are they called Twilix? Um, uh-huh. Rich. We like, yeah, either one. Twilight, whatever they're called. Rich had a lot of problems. Uh, where were you on it, Eric? Uh, were they portraying them correctly? Uh, I mean, I've seen some nitpicks that, like, the, the you know, the subservient male is wearing, like, the headgear of a female. I, it could care less. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, the the, the mayor's major, major domo is a bit annoying, but he's okay, too. I thought she was great. You just didn't go anywhere with her. Like, you could have had a flirty relationship with, with Boba Fett, and, sure like, could've. she's interested or he's interested, and then she dies, and he's got some motivation. Yeah, could have had a sex But scene. she just that ends up nice. dying for no reason. I, I mean, I, I think... I think some of the rumors are correct. Large swaths of this show were abandoned. I think it was eight episodes. I think that, you know, five and six were not necessarily all Mandalorian episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I, I, you know, probably we miss him training with a Rancor. That had to happen somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Because that says, that's set up as a mystery, too. Like, we think Danny Trejo is, like, setting Boba Fett up to, up to be eaten. His enemies, the Huts, just gave him a Rancor. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not like they, they don't have any uh, secondary motivations here. That's true. That's true. Um, and what did you think of the Huts? I quite enjoyed it when those two turned up. That was actually a pretty uh, cool I, scene. I like their scenes for the most part. Um, but again, like, to what end? Why are they there? Why? What happens? They, they end up being nothing burgers, except they introduce Blacker Santon and they give him his uh, uh, rancor. Yeah, they're just there to sort of, like, it, add a bit of flavor, I think, Eric. That's about it, really, you know? It, it would have been better if, yeah, they, wasn't, they weren't just there to add flavor, but also substance as well, because sure. you have a lot there with the huts. I think that they should have been, you know, pick one of these... 
you know, whether it be Cad Bane or the Huts or the Pikes or the Jedi. Um, and they picked the least interesting, I feel, which were the Pikes. The Huts can come there and they can be like, listen, we put, you know, we we uh, signed off on Bib Fortuna running mm-hmm. this place and you killed him. We're mad at you because of that. No, nothing like that. Just yeah. we're claiming Java's territory. He's been dead for five fucking years. You, yeah. didn't, you couldn't do this sooner? Yeah, I know. I know. That you had to just... wait till somebody emerged to try to take it from him? And AC Crispin's Han Solo trilogy, they do a really good job as far as showing kind of the uh, the politics of the Huts and how they go about doing things. And, and uh, I think there was another huge missed opportunity, particularly because you had them. And they looked good. I think that's probably mm. the best uh, oh, mate, yeah, great. Uh, representation yeah. in CGI, at least, of the, of the Huts. Yeah, I, I like that element of it. I don't know. They, they keep going to this the the litter thing. They keep going back to that. And Boba Fett doesn't want to be carried in a litter, but the huts are carried on litters. Everyone uh, in town needs to see you on a litter. Who gives a fuck? Stop, drop that stuff. Well, otherwise they'd just be crawling along, wouldn't they? It would take forever. This, uh, yeah, I mean maybe the huts, but <laughs> I, it was big Fortuna needed to be carried around. I mean, I get, you know he became a, a giant, so <laughs> he did be, uh, get big. <laughs> Showing that you're mobile enough and agile enough. To get around on your own without a litter. I mean, they would be crawling, and it would be kind of funny. Yeah. And that's why you have uh, Jabba on his But he's got skiffs. He's got the sail barge. You know, there's all sorts of rides he, he had. Yeah. Need, uh, yeah. it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to go slow with, you know, 20 guys carrying, you know, I don't know how much a hut's got to be, you know, pretty heavy. Yeah, that's got to be and a tough job. a litter in the a New Hope uh, scene that they... That's right, he's not. Nor in, nor in episode one. And, 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 nor, nor is Daimyo ever mentioned before now. No, I mean, it's just, he's a yeah. vile gangster. Yeah, that's it. Thank thank you, Eric. Suddenly it's a lot more organized than in Jabba's day where he was just his gangster who just, you know, you didn't hear all this bullshit about, like, his territory. Gangster that has an armada with him, at least. Yeah. Um, can I just say this? Jabba had so many more people in his court than Boba Fett. Like, Jabba's court was packed full. <laughs> You know, packed, yeah, and interesting, and interesting. Yeah, he had all sorts. Whereas Boba Fett's kind of leading almost a fairly lonely existence in his little palace. You know, sad. Well, <laughs> sad and these master assassins and 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 Boba Fett's super skilled. They they still black her set and can still sneak into his palace. Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, something I did like. Uh, I liked the technique where they. I know you had some complaints Eric, about no nose plugs, but I liked how they kept going back to the 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 planet. What's it called? The sort of watery planet, like when he's in the Camino. tank. Camino. Yeah, I, I like that scene that they kept replaying, and I wish they'd done something more with it. Maybe had a full flashback scene or something on there. But I, I liked the idea of that. I, I just thought it was a nice visual, basically. Um, but again. Yeah, there are elements of that flashback that I like. That element mm. of the flashback, I don't like the, the the flashback going into full story mode. But, mm. and again, I think that's the perfect place to introduce Cad Bane. And and you you deleted this scene from the Clone Wars, but you, you ran the through line because Cad Bane's got a plate in his head in Bad Batch and in this. Mm. Um, so you could keep you could I mean you could even use the dialogue and just have it in the reflection of the glass. That way, you don't have to animate it too heavily. I, yeah, it's it's not hard to like sit here and talk about better ideas than Disney's execution of of anything they've done. Yeah. Maybe Sans Rogue One, Sans the last fifteen minutes of Mandalorian season two. Mm. Um, you're right. Uh, Richard was telling me that Cad Bane has something in him so that Force users can't like Force choke him or something. Am I right? 
Uh, no, I don't think that's correct. Wow. He, he's not wearing like he normally has rocket boots. He's not wearing them here. But he normally can fly around like he's got a jetpack. They're just his boots. Wow. So Rich may have made an error. And uh, can I just say, lucky he's not here because I'd probably crucify him for this. I'd probably string him up. <laughs> <laughs> he he dropped that piece of knowledge on me and I was like, okay, sounds cool. Um, but, yeah, he, yeah, he was basically saying that, that he'd fought so many Force users that he inserted something in him so that he couldn't be Force choked anymore. That was That was what Rich said anyway, I mean. He usually knows how to get the upper hand on anybody. I mean, he does capture a bunch of senators and Anakin as well at some oh. point in the Clone Wars. Right. But he's got the upper hand, so. Were you disappointed? Uh, like, let's assume he died. W w disappointing for you? Do you think he could... Uh, I, I, yeah. uh, I'm only disappointed in the sense that you could have told a better story with that, that satisfies him dying more. Mm. He, he just needed to be the villain of the show instead of the last episode and and like a piece of the you know, previous episode do you think he might turn up in obi-wan no uh, maybe not necessarily obi-wan mm. but I, I think he'll show up again yeah i mean he's definitely gonna probably be in bad batch season two at, at least okay have you watched that what's that like any good uh it's not worth anybody's time no no that's what i heard too i heard it was not have you tried it out jimmy no and uh i've kind of Wanted to a bit, but that's the thing with me in those shows is that with Clone Wars, Eric has given me a cultivated list of episodes to watch, and and what uh, is good is great. Mm. And Eric's even said twenty five percent of it is really good, fifty percent of it is very mediocre, and then twenty five percent is just. Completely I guess fifty percent is unwatchable. Twenty five is good. Mm. Twenty five is. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So half your show is unwatchable. And even well, in the stuff that's really good, I still find Dave Filoni gets stuff wrong. Yeah. Then the same thing with Rebels. It's and It might not be the same ratio, but there are parts that I really enjoyed. At the end of season two, I think, is when Ahsoka and uh, Vader have that confrontation. But then as like, time goes on, I, and, and all this lore is happening, and it just doesn't didn't seem like it would be super impactful at the time, and now clearly it is because Dave Filoni is live action, and you kind of have to go back to these children's cartoons to understand a lot of what's happening. Mm, yeah. I, I, I find, um, and I, I'm just terrible. Like, I, I, I try to watch those shows with the best of intentions, but the animation just turns me off, and I just start not caring. And, like, yep. I, I feel like I never get to the good episodes because I just... I, like, I don't know what it is, because I quite like animated stuff, but there's just something about those shows where I'm like, man, this would be so much better if it was better animated. That's what I often think, you know? There, I mean, I agree with you most of the time. I think there are some medium-depth shots in The Clone Wars that, that look as good as anything, mm. um, but that's, you know, few and far between when you get yeah, those shots. The final season, yeah, the animation was... Very good. Instead. There's a the 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 siege of Mandalore arc where there's just this shot where Obi Wan's standing there. This giant door opens. This battle's going on. It's one of the finest shots, certainly in that show at the very least. But it is an amazing shot. That's, but that, that's you know good. when you're talking about a, a, a two minute sequence in, in a show that's run for seven seasons, that's not enough. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And um, yeah, and 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 sometimes I'm like, man, I'm probably missing out on some good story stuff because people rave about these shows, like, but. And I'm just, I, I guess I'm i am a live-action guy when it comes to Star Wars. I prefer to see it in live-action. You know, like, that's why I watch these, Book of Boba Fett and 
Mandalorian, and I well, slog my way through it. And if you're it, gonna you know? go animated, you might as well have a style. Clone Wars kind, I mean, kind of has a style, but not like the Clone Wars micro series had a style. So that's mm. entirely stylized. So it's a bit easier to watch. It's also in digestible form of like two minutes. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that that show, and then the second season, I think they were what ten minutes, which is slightly longer, but still, still an, both both seasons were an hour worth of content. Uh, right. But right, season two, like yeah, ten or fifteen minutes or per. Right. Tarkovsky. That's right. Now I'm going to bring something up here. Something I thought was just terrible in Book of Boba Fett was the kind of cyberpunk teenagers. Oh my god, I've never wanted. I've never wanted to see people slaughtered more than these people. What do you think, Eric? I really hope they were going to die at the end of that. Well, well, I, I think, I think you're really crazy. Good. They were the best uh, Disney characters that have been <laughs> produced. No, they were horrible. Um, <laughs> they don't fit on Tatooine. I agree with some people that, like, you put them on Coruscant, maybe. Yeah. I still don't think so. Um, and again, we talked like, you know, C-3PO is like, uh, you know, when he's on tattoo, he's like, I got to get off this planet. I'm going to rust. I'm going to stiffen up. I'm going to be yeah. like the Tin Man. Yeah. Um, these guys all have droid parts and they're, you know, for, for, for what reason? Because it doesn't really make any of them more intimidating. Um, they look goofy. They look corny. They do s- stupid super spins in, in the middle of a battle. They suck. I think that Robert Rodriguez just had this idea. They're driving Vespas. Really I mean... Give me a big hog. Like, we used to have swoop gang, uh, swoop bite gangs. Like, we don't have those anymore. That would be, I mean, even you had them modded, but you have them on swoop bikes instead of their, their you know, Pee Wee Herman bikes. Yeah. <laughs> that might that might be an improvement. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything. Like, even in the battle, there was no moment where they ever sort of... Well, they've got manners. Yeah, well... And Fennec Shand likes that. Well, all I can say is they sucked. Um yeah, they, they sucked, and and I know it's low hanging fruit to criticize them, but really, at some point, you've got to criticize them because they're just that bad. Um, and and I mean, the only thing you'll say for them, at least they gave Boba Fett some sort of a team, because up until then, his army was like two people, you know, or three, it's including a couple of droids and Fennec Shand, right? I mean, yeah. the Gamorreans, I guess. Yeah, like the, you got to count the Gamorrean guards. A lot I don't, of like, I don't know the, the Disney's obsession with having the almost naked Gamorreans. Like, they, you know, Return of the Jedi, they're all wearing big, like, fluffy uh, pants and, and, and have tops. I was rather sad when they when they died, though. Yeah, so was I. Those yeah. Gamorreans. Yeah, I thought I definitely it had sucked. more feelings for those Gamorreans than for the mods. Than the mods, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, when the Gamorreans died, I felt a sense of loss. Um, I was like, man, why do we have to kill the Gamorrean guards? Couldn't he have killed these fucking idiot teenagers? Like... You know who, who who do nothing, um, yeah. So that was that was definitely a minus. Uh, I don't know what it, what what's left to say. I mean, Mandalorian comes in suddenly. It's a Mandalorian show. What did you guys think about the scenes with Luke? Uh, Richard was telling me that that wasn't actually Mark Hamill delivering the lines. They took like a computer composite of his voice recordings or something. And, and that's this, that's yeah. also true of his voiceover in season two. Uh, they right. they discussed that in one of the Disney Gallery episodes where it's like yeah it is synthesized voice and it, it sounds that way and I I mean well let's go back to the the Mandalorian episode because Luke's not till the next one yes I mean, we are skipping ahead a bit past some some other stuff but yeah. there's not a lot to say I mean the I know you really like parts of season, uh, episode two with the the Tuscan trend I liked sequence. a lot about episode two with the Tuscans uh, that was the high point. Up until probably episode five, which is where we see Din Djarin just kind of come back unannounced. And you're like, whoa, is this Mandalorian season three starting? Um, and there were certainly high points in that in that 
episode. And that may be because Boba Fett just got so monotonous at that point. It was just refreshing. Mm. I mean, it's entirely disrespectful to have a book book of Boba Fett and not have Boba Fett in nearly two episodes, just a cameo, lineless appearance in the next episode. Um, I, I didn't like the Mandalorian episode all that much. Um, he's walking around with a head in a bag. <laughs> Uh, that's stupid. Um, and apparently so he can get, I, I've, I, like between Boba Fett and, and Din Djarin, like they turned, like they refuse money left and right. Like yeah. we'll get to the book, the, the Boba Fett blood ties book a little bit later, but like he takes a job for three credits, just like to take the job for three credits. Mm. He wants the money though. Mm. He does. That's the agreement is you pay me for the job I agreed to do. Mm. Uh, but these guys, like they're just wholehearted communists just turn down every bit of money for the greater good. Yeah. Take your money, boys. Uh, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, they keep on... This is the mistake I, I find with Mandalorian. Is they, they, don't, they didn't give us any details until they give us those details. So you end up contradicting yourself all the time. The, the dark, the, every appearance the Darksaber has, it has a new fucking rule attached to it, including now it gets heavier when, yeah, I know. Yeah, when that you was, can't use it right. Yeah. And then she says the the Beskar spear needs shouldn't Beskar shouldn't be a weapon, though she used her Beskar tools to punish the hell out of some stormtroopers. And then she also in that episode trains him fighting with Beskar weapons. Oh, so it's not even consistent with itself in its own episodes. That is the problem with the writing. The writing is soft in all these shows. It's like they do one draft because they need to get this content pumped out so they can keep their Disney Plus. Uh, uh, subscribers satisfied. Sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't mind the stuff with him building the ship with Pelly, but like, that's not a, a half an episode's worth of material. No. Not to mention it's a good ship for a bounty hunter whatsoever. Right. Yes, so I guess he's just going to like yeah. either lynch his bounties or, or, or squish them into the little, you know, Grogu sized port. <laughs> I thought that too. I sent it to Michelle. I said, where's he going to put the bounties from now on? Um. Yeah, it was it was confusing. It's a good ship for like doing recon from a bigger ship, and that's the other thing is there's like very little said what happened between the end of Mandalorian season two and here because if you recall at the end of Mandalorian season two they were kind of at like that was a cliffhanger like um what are we gonna do now with the dark saber okay Dinjarin just has it mm. what are we gonna do with Moff Gideon okay we have no idea where he is. We have no idea where Gina Carano's character is. Why am I blanking on her? Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Mm -hmm. um, we have no idea what happened to uh, the other two Mandalorians. Uh, can't recall. The, you know what I'm talking about. The Bo's people. Bo-Katan. Bo and I don't, I mean, the other one, the other female. And I thought what would be great was that if he had commandeered that, that, that ship. Mm. And oh, he sure. had been flying around in that giant cruiser. That would have been his ship. I mean, the info dump was was late. We needed that stuff like end of season one, not in Book of Boba Fett, and maybe yeah. even you know season two, but not in a show that's not called The Mandalorian. Yeah, agreed. I think, and then it, every, yeah. I mean, every action scene that they do in this show is just derivative of something else. They have no ideas what to do whatsoever. The train sequences, like Lawrence of Arabia, uh, you know, the the Gamora is falling off the cliff is three hundred. They just they just take and take and take because they have no original concepts whatsoever. 
Yeah, that's Hollywood, though. I mean, yeah, right, Disney especially. But even the, the bombing of Mandalore, the Night of a Thousand Tears, is just T2. Yeah, it did look cool. But can I say that? Like, the, that I that scene, I'd forgotten it existed, looked cool. And I said to Michelle, I actually said, since when do fucking Terminators live in this universe? Because they look like Terminators. They look <laughs> way better than a Stormtrooper. Um, like more effective that, that looked genuinely scary that was a good scene i thought like just visually personally yeah no I, 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 right visually it, it looks fine i'm just i'm a little the people you want people to be emulating star wars not star wars emulating everything else sure yeah that's uh, how i just that's what i would like i mean you can do that from time pay homage to things but not every action scene should be an homage to something else yeah, I agree with you, Eric. That's that's true, man. But you know what? That th- this is the modern writers' room in Star Wars now, and they're just ripping off everything they can possibly rip off because they just want to churn it out. Right, and that's the problem. It, it feels like a rip off more than it does an homage in many places. Mm. Yeah, not the way like you know. Of course, Star Wars is an homage to many things, the way George Lucas made it, but he also ties in originality with with those concepts. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally agree. Great point. Um. Yeah, I mean, what, so just in reference of what we've been talking about, Jimmy, any comments before we move on to Luke Skywalker, which I think, you know, would be a nice wrap-up? No, no, I think I've kind of touched upon everything we need to sure. so far. Uh, Three and four, those, those episodes in particular, just kind of... I mean, they, we do get the one, like, almost Boba Fett moment, right, when he, he does take his revenge on, on the swoop bike gang. Yes, that scene was was good. Like I, that was okay. But um, yeah. oh, at, at uh, Tashi Station. No, when Did he you know? has Slave One. Oh, when he has Slave One. No, I, I mean he has like super strength in, in Tashi Station. I'm I'm so tired of these shows giving people super strength. Mm. Boba Fett's like you know flat footed, just throwing people across the room with like, <laughs> one hand. <laughs> he yeah he does he have uh, Eric does he have Enhanced strength because he's a clone. Do they have enhanced strength? The Bed Batch has enhanced abilities, but they're the only ones that have enhanced abilities like that. So not not Boba Fett. Boba Fett is an unaltered clone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Django Fett's just a man, a, just, a really talented, just man. Skilled, just a, skilled man, a fucking great man. I, I tell you, one of my you know you know I might be familiar with uh, Frank Sinatra's song "My Way," and he's like regrets. I have a few. Um, but then again, too few to mention. One of my regrets is I had a great fucking Django Fett statue that I bought 25 years ago. Um, and it, at the time, it cost me a lot of money. Jeez, I love that statue. And it got broken in one of my moves. That's a fucking regret. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that seriously, um, some people might say you've only got yourself to blame. No, I blame the world and I take it out on the world. You know what I mean? I've got a <laughs> yeah, fucking fuck extra. Wall, you got a vendetta. I got a vendetta, man. Yeah, One, you, watch you know. out, world. Exactly. There's a new juggernaut coming for you. His yeah. name is Dave Finn. The only way I'll be satisfied is if I get an in the box fucking statue of the same size. You know, because I did I, you I, did you keep the box for your move? I didn't do jack shit, man. I, I had it out of the box. Wait, how did you move it? That's why you listen up, audience. It's important to keep your boxes. Yeah. Especially for your resin statues. I made a lot of fucking mistakes. And um, I've got a whole... I've got, I'm looking at my bookshelf now. I've got a whole selection of different statues and stuff. Nothing too fantastic, but I love it. And geez, that Django Fett would have fit right in. You know, he would have... He would have probably next to Skeletor, you know, just chilling with Skeletor. Um, have you checked the prices for it on eBay? I haven't. I forgot about it till right now, actually. Um, it doesn't mm. consume my every waking moment like it should. 
But uh, I thought of it as we were discussing Django Fett. And remember at the time, uh, my roommate said, why have you got Django Fett? Boba Fett's the cool one. And I just had a look at them and said, there's a Django Fett's pretty cool too. Go go check out the prequels. He's not too bad. You know? Yeah, um, uh, I, uh, Django Fett fan. Yeah. I was like, you, you get these people, uh, ignorance is talking at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, in their minds, the prequels are really bad. But I'm like, go back and check them out because there's some good stuff in there. You know? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want shit, go check out the sequels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Go Literally check out Rise of Skywalker. Go check out Rise of Skywalker and try to make sense of that mess. Um, You know, with JJ just fucking freewheeling. Um, yeah, now... What's the movie they watch in Idiocracy? It's just like a butt farting for like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just... I forget the name of the show. <laughs> the movie. Um... Yeah, like just off topic for a second, um, Oscar Isaac, who I always felt is a good actor, actually, and even though the material was very poor in the sequels, are you guys excited for him in the Moon Knight show? Moon Knight's always been a hard character for me to get into. Sure. And he's doing a stupid accent. He is. Does he play, uh, what's the Moon Knight's name? Does he play Moon Knight? Yes, yeah. he does. Uh, Stephen Grant. Mark. Uh, oh, yeah, Mark Spector. Spector. Spector, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is. One of my friends here um, who runs a podcast, Ray, he's, a, he's an Aussie as well. He, he's on a ton of podcasts, and I'm good mates with him. And he's a he runs an Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. And, I, and, and so he's been living for this show. And I said to him the other day, I said, Oscar Isaac better bring his fucking A game, you know, considering how long we've been hearing about this show. Ethan Hawke's in it looking about 400 years old as well. Yes, uh, that yeah, he does look very old. Uh, I mean, I love Oscar Isaac. I thought he was uh, great in Dune. Um, but he's often wasted in the big budget stuff. I mean, yeah. Apocalypse, you know, it's oh, yeah. passable at best. Yeah. Um, but Poe Dameron's not great. Were no. you a fan of um, oh, the Coen Brothers movie with him? What was that called? Inside Lewin Davis, in- yes. Inside Llewellyn Davis, yeah. Lewin or Llewellyn? Uh, Lewin. Lewin. Uh, I mean, Ex Machina's tremendous. Drive, even though he doesn't mm-hmm. have the largest part, is fantastic. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I, I, I have... Funnily enough, I've read a little bit of Moon Knight over the years, just like bits and pieces, and enough that I fully understand the character. Like, um, and I am sort of interested in what they do, but it's it's so funny because on the Moon Knight, um, you know, uh, page that my mates got, they're tearing themselves into pieces over like, is he Jewish in the show? Because apparently, in some episode of Moon Knight, once he mentioned he was Jewish. There's guys on there who are into the mm-hmm. split, split personalities, and they're and they're trying to like how accurate is he going to be to the split personalities? And like, I just feel like these guys are setting themselves up for disappointment. I can just see it coming a mile off, you know. Um, yeah, I could see it being a huge disappointment. I mean, it seems like there's something going on with the the split personalities because the trailer he kind of doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah, he's struggling. No, but anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because I, I actually think he's a pretty good actor. Uh, I'm in, a big fan. Yeah, in general. So, yeah, no, interesting. All right, so um, let's move to, in the Mandalorian episode, I think maybe it's the second episode, they go to, maybe it's the first one, they go to, um, what planet's he on, uh, Jimmy? Uh, what, where's Luke Skywalker? What planet is that? So that's not... It's, what's it's not Octo, it's, it's but not it Octo, is the but... temple where Ben betrayed the Jedi yeah. and, I'm sorry, the Kylo Ren. Yes. Um, that's where that's that's where Luke, you know, that we have the three flashbacks. That's that planet. I don't we don't 
I don't know that we get the name. I don't, I'm not sure if we. But get it the is name confirmed either. that that is where his train, where Luke's training temple was, and that that is the temple being built. Oh yeah, with the droids. That was a cool scene with the droids. But Eric, you you had a better idea maybe for how it, the temple should have been built. <laughs> Luke using the force to build just it. Just seeing Luke just yeah. slowly, like hovering rocks around, yeah. and building it with the force, and oh, you didn't like the the little droids doing it, Eric? I thought that was yeah, like, cool droids are okay. I just like some. Sometimes we need some guidance. Tell us what the hell is going on. Don't just show us what's going. Like yeah, I mean that's fine, but those droids would need some guidance. I would think. I don't know somehow they just build a a, a place for Din Djarin to take a nap though, like. Well, and they how many times kind of do we need to go to people sleeping in this show? Yeah, well, I was honest to sleep. I was yeah, honest right. to sleep. It's not, it's, right, it'll put you to sleep if you're uh, <laughs> a bit tired. You're feeling it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But, like, I assume that those droids are kind of, like, a bit sentient. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, they can kind of, they're very, like, it's like C-3PO. I mean, he, he, does, he does shit, like, which you wouldn't expect a normal robot to do. Like, he reacts and stuff. So... They're smart enough to know, like, oh, he wants to have a seat. You know, that's just part of their nature, to build, I thought. They're little builder droids. Maybe. I mean, they're ants, so I'd assume that, uh, you know, essentially they're ants, but they're droids. So I'd assume they'd have, like, you know, one queen droid telling them what to do if that's, you know, where sure. they're going with that. Sure. Um, or R2 told them to do it. I, you know, who knows? It's just, it's just you, you have another person taking another nap in this show, and that's a bit stupid. <laughs> Um, and so what did you, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's a long scene and we didn't even talk about the episode one where Boba Fett's surrounded by the shield dudes who came to assassinate him with, with sparkly sticks instead of a, a blaster or anything. Uh, he's also got a rocket pack on his back, which he, so he should be able to fly out of that mess. Yes. He also has two Gamarian gourds and Fennec Shand with him, but the guards all of a sudden disappear the second they walk out the door, only to appear right when they need them. I th- and I thought that he would, the guards were going to betray him at that moment because they kind of yeah. hinted at it. They hint at it, but that never happens. They're the most loyal uh, yeah, they are. guys so, he has. It's a false flag. They are. Big time. <laughs> Yeah, no, those those Gamorrean guards are one hundred percent devoted to Boba Fett. Um, despite, as you say, like, I, are you I thought sure that... you're not going to turn on me. They're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're going to turn on him. No, they're loyal to the end. Yeah, they're totally loyal. I was kind of disappointed they died, man. I always like, I, I, I mean, yeah, I had a Gamorrean guard he, as a he's kid. In love with these Tusken Raiders, but they like they're not good people. They let their children beat prisoners. They take slaves. Yeah, only because he. Chops the head off some giant monster. Do they accept him? I and mean, they wouldn't. I mean, the Rodian would have just been worked to death. Boba Fett would have just been worked to death had he not done that. Yeah, Good I did point. like that monster. We didn't talk about that monster at all. I thought that was a really cool design. It was. It was good. nice throwback. You know, uh, uh, who's the the uh, Harryhausen uh, esque kind of scene? Uh, uh, I, yeah, that scene's okay. But you also have Boba Fett walking around looking like the love child of, of Freddy Krueger and uh, you know J- uh, Jason for uh, you know the flashbacks. Yeah. And, you know it's a, a, poor, a bit of a poor choice, honestly. I, I've got a question um, now. I, I'm starting to think at this point in my life that I've watched too many movies because when he was training with the with the Tuscan Raiders, I said to Michelle, "This is going to come back at the end. There's going to be some fucking move that he learns." That you know is going. It, it's like when I watched the Batman. They mentioned the seawall in the cinema. As they mentioned that, I thought I bet there's going to be something with the seawall at the end. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I fucking hate myself for it because 
you know, they introduce the... I, I know as a writer you're supposed to... The, there's the old saying, don't show a, like, you know, rifle unless you're going to use the rifle. But I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm like, I wish sometimes they wouldn't use it because I hate it. You learn a move and then you know at the end that that's going to be the move that's going to win the battle or at least going to turn the battle. And mm-hmm. am I alone here? Am I just a voice in the wilderness? Because I'm getting fucking sick of it in shows, you know? I think these shows are just the shows and movies right now largely mm. are are full of lazy writing. They're they're they they don't respect their audiences because there's a lot of clapping seals out there that applaud for any dumb shit. Yeah, that's right. Simps, I call them. I call them simps. Sure, they just fucking word for them. they just guzzle fucking whatever they're fed, and they're like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. And it's just like, no, it's is not. Is simps like, a new normie? I don't know. Is that the same thing, or is that different? I'm not even sure I'm using it correctly, so don't, don't, don't take my word. Simp, I've heard it's like you're simping for like some thought, you know, like some. No, it's an acronym for sucker idolizing mediocre. Oh, oh, is that what is it's, it really? it's an yeah, acronym? Okay. okay, yeah. There you go. So, am I using it correctly, Eric? If you're referring to them simping for Disney, yeah, sure, yeah. or or whatever studio, yeah, you you certainly could, yes. Thank uh, you. Well, it's good clapping seals, barking seals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Normies. Normies is fine. Yeah, I mean. NPCs. Just, I mean, uh, the, the uninvested of the audience. They want to see it, but they're not going to be talking about it with any kind of passion. They're just, that was, uh, you know, yeah. totally cool what they did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Funnily enough, sometimes that's who I am too. But when it comes to like Star Trek, can't all be into every property, right? But that yeah. doesn't mean I'm not interested in you know watching a, a Marvel show because I'm a Marvel fan to a degree. But Moon Knight's not my guy. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't watch that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a normie when it would come to to Moon Knight, for example. I don't know much about him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I, but, I, you I, saw, I but it sounds like an Oscar Isaac vehicle. So yeah, I'd sign up for that. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just thought of that just then. But so then we get to Luke. Uh, I, I don't understand why uh, Mark Hamill can't just voice the character normally. Like, it, it, Richard, you got voice. me somehow, or don't, or don't. Yeah, just forget about it and just let it go. I'd, I'd rather hear that. Just put him on screen in his six, late 60s, 70s, whatever he is, and, and put a young wing on him, and I'm satisfied. <laughs> More so than giving me, you know, this weird uh, amalgamation of... Like, I mean, there were times where he looked really good in, yes. the, in, in this, but there were also those uncanny, uh, uncanny valley moments that really didn't yeah. work still. Yeah, no, I agree. He and looked a really bit plastic. He into the wind and didn't care like he's in full light and on a yeah. brightly lit planet yeah and a bunch of greenery around him yeah i agree but they're still limited in what they can do with him and i mean everything they do with him we've seen before so he's not really introducing anything new i thought it was he, the most he's, boring. he's just regurgitating yoda lines and he's yeah. I, I, don't, I don't i don't know whether he's t- let's take a walk but what, what that means is i'm going to float you every other step to Grogu. I, I, I don't know it almost felt like in a video game where you see a character kind of like you're like oh Wow, there's Luke Skywalker telling me a yeah. lesson yeah. on the middle of my journey, and then you continue. Mm. It's like, wasn't it cool seeing Luke in this video game I'm playing? Yeah, exactly. Well, now on with the game. Yeah, exactly. A very meaningless cutscene. Um, that's a bit it's all for not also because yeah. we see the choice that Grogu makes, which is you know for marketing purposes, uh, for uh, you know toys and stuff, is the right decision for for. The sense in storytelling, it's absolutely the wrong decision. 
Are you talking about the decision where he they chooses have Grogu to go back to, to Dinjar? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that was an interesting decision, and and I guess that was probably one of the most um, kind of controversial moments. Like, would he choose to be Luke's first student, or would he choose the Mandalorian? Um, and I guess they want to have him because so, he's so popular, as you say, Eric. Like that was a, that was such a marketing bonanza. Uh, the baby Yoda. You know, in the first season, so it only makes but it, sense. But I don't know. Apparently, it's got to be the team up of, of the Mandalorian and, and and Grogu. It can't be Grogu with Luke. No, that's not bankable. No, no, probably not. Uh, at least in their minds. Well, you know, Disney. Once they hop onto something that's a hit, I mean, how much fucking Mandalorian spamming did they do once they realized that show was hitting big? You know, it was like they just clung onto that like a life raft. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what's amazing is that they kept away that marketing machine uh, under wraps for so long. Yeah. With Grogu's existence. With Grogu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was interesting. So I said to Richard, when, when the episode came out with Luke training him, I said that was some of the most boring stuff I've ever seen in my life, and what a waste of Luke Skywalker. And Richard came out defending it, like saying, oh, you know, no, we get to see Luke doing training. I'm, I'm like, dude, I thought it was... I almost fell asleep when I was watching yeah. it with Michelle. I was like, this is so I thought so it was kind of cute. Did you? Uh, cute, but not informative. Derivative of every other training sequence we've ever seen. Mm. And I, I, mean, it's, I guess some of that might be okay because Luke's a new teacher. But then maybe we need to see Luke having a conversation with Yoda or Obi-Wan spirit or even Anakin spirit. And like, Guys, I've never trained anybody. Like, yeah, maybe a, a few pointers, please. That'd be awesome if we is could have had a force ghost. Move along? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, is, is that uh, disrespectful to him? Uh, Yoda, would you mind if I did that to you uh, if you were going a little too slow on the walk I suggested? Yeah. And then, I mean, so we don't get, I mean, he, yeah, oh my God, remember when, when Yoda was on Luke's back? We're going to just put Krogu on Luke's back. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. we've been there, done that with every sequence yeah. that happens there. And yet, and you're telling me all of it through a weird synthesized voice that is not working for me. No, I agree. And Mark Hamill, uh, as far and as I'm no aware. There's no gravity to the decision that Luke presents to Grogu. Yeah, I know. Really. It's kind of like, make your choice. Yeah, I know. I know. Um it, did you watch with uh you do you watch with Michelle you said? Yeah yeah we watched it. It was a couple show, yeah for sure. She watches all these shows, yeah. Did she did she enjoy cuz my wife immensely enjoyed the uh, training sequence. No, she was more excited by R2D2. She loves R2D2. So she was super excited oh, yeah. that R2 got a run. Um no, she wasn't like thrilled with uh the training scene of of Luke Skywalker. She's not into it that much, man. Like she's more of an R2D2 person. Um, she's not like, you know, into Luke Skywalker that heavily, uh, or anything. Richard, Richard is, Richard is a big Luke Skywalker fan. Like he's like lives and dies, but I have to remind Richard sometimes it's fictional. I'm like, slow down, mate. It's, it's actually fiction. You realize that? Like it's not actually real life, but, um, he, he's real in our hearts, Dave. I know, but he, like, I, I, Richard was guzzling the Kool-Aid with Luke. It doesn't take much to impress Richard if they just, well, you know, slap it in. Then my additional problem is that those scenes, I mean, the this building of that temple, the confirmation from Lucasfilm that that is the planet where Luke's training facility is. Yeah. It, it, it con- it's concrete. The sequels, are, they're not going away from that. Every, oh. All roads lead to the sequel trilogy. Yep. And that was a big problem Rich had with it. Because I said to him, what about, like, after, you know, after this, you know, show ended, 
I said, would you be down for, like, a Luke Skywalker show? Like, whether they had, like, you know, an activator, and I mentioned Sebastian Stan, or they de-aged Mark Hamill, whatever. Richard's like, no, because I know exactly where it's going to end up with Luke, Luke Grumpy on a planet. So what's the point? And I was like, well, I guess so, but, like, that doesn't seem to worry them normally. But you are right. I guess it all, it all ends in failure for him, doesn't it, really, at the end of the day? Like in terms of his training, like it—it it, it seems like he was massively unsuccessful. Well, he is in Disney's uh, canon. I, I mean, he's, yeah. that's the exact opposite of the character that I knew and, yes. and grew to love. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's why the, these shows are not doing it for me. I yeah. mean, really, they're soft. They're—they're they're, every legacy character is basically spat upon at the expense of, of new. The new hotness, the new uh, Ahsoka's way hotter than any other character. She's just so great that they had to invent time travel in Star Wars to, to continue her. She's in every time period because Dave Filoni is so enamored with his own creation, the smell of his own farts. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's like, yeah, I, I agree. And she was in this, wasn't she, briefly? Didn't didn't Ahsoka turn up Yeah, sort of briefly? Well, she tells Din Djarin, like, don't go see Grogu. Yeah. But he goes back anyway, so why don't we just interrupt it and not have the it rest of it? It was just such a weird, un, un kind of connected mm. uh, feeling you had from all of these episodes. And I really believe that what Eric had said, and I really heard that, that they had kind of cut big parts out. But it seemed like a lot of it was Robert Rodriguez in the beginning and end. And then they're like, okay, we need to do something else. So they got John Favre to come in and do these two kind of seemingly random episodes in the middle of it. Um, that just seemed disjointed from the from the rest of it. Mm. Ahsoka felt extremely out of place. It was more like an advertisement for her own show. You know, it's. I mean, if I'm going to be complimentary to the show, I, I do think that they're very good at production value, largely. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're getting things like he's not wearing nose plugs, so he'd probably drown. But I think that Ring City looked cool. Is it derivative of Halo? It's derivative of Halo, but. I do think it, it looked cool. I think that's oh. that that locale looked good. I, I think largely the sets on Tatooine look good. I, I think the costumes largely look good. Oh. I, I don't. I'm not horrified by Boba Fett's new look. I, again, yeah, the kilt, the skirt, whatever it is, uh, I'm not a big fan of. But the black underlay, uh, it doesn't kill me. I mean, would I rather just have him look how he looked? I would, but yeah, I, I didn't mind the redressing of him. Mm. Yeah, that's where I think the strengths of the, sh the show is is production value, honestly, set oh, design. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Like a lot of the time, a lot of the time when you're watching this show, it does look good. You're right. Like there is a the content at times is at times mediocre. Often it's average, but the look of it is as you'd expect. I mean, it's Disney; they're throwing all this cash at it. Um, I expect high quality production values. You know, it's not low budget that, stuff. That, um studio they use the volume is mm -hmm. is just fantastic yeah I, I really wish we could have seen well and in, in the uh, in the tradition of star wars is is to invent filmmaking technology so that's why i mean rogue one did it with the you know the slapping the ghost of peter cushing on that thing and then yeah. briefly with uh, carrie fisher mm. um i mean that's part of what reigns true about rogue one to me and and i guess you know part of what favreau's doing too uh, I just think his storytelling skills need a little bit more honing, or they need to give these drafts another round of, uh, you know, another draft, honestly. I yeah. think they're just not going hard enough, fast enough, long enough. They're not invested in their own stories enough. They keep rewriting over their own plot points. Yeah, good point, good point. So, 
I don't know. And then, like, where are we now? So we got to Luke. It was fairly disappointing. He gives the choice to Grogu. Um, I almost feel like just jumping. It, you know, we've got... But even the little uh, the, the Mandalorian sweater is basically, uh, you know, uh, Bilbo's gift to Frodo, the, the myth. Oh, the chain link? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's actually very well spotted, man. That is, yeah, like it... The mithril that he gets in the Hobbit that he gives to him in Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, that's true, actually. And then we're talking. I mean, and I, I mean, Charles Soule has addressed it, but like Yoda's lightsaber was destroyed um, in his book in, in Darth Vader one of the Charles Soule run, right? You know, whatever. He just said, like, you know, enjoy the story, but maybe he built built another one. Maybe uh, Palpatine built a fake one to destroy. Whatever. But you, you know, Disney's the one who told me that. Every story they write matters. It's all it's part of canon. Clearly, there's those cracks are forming, and yeah. things like this are starting to show that that's uh, going to be unmaintainable. Totally, and there's it as, gets as very, it, it gets before. it gets super hard to to like all the different comics as if you know this. I, I think the TV writers at a certain point can't be beholden, you know, expected to be beholden to every minor comic plot point that happens. You know, of course not, but tough. don't tell me that your canon's more important because it's all going to be canon. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that, of course. That's just the corporate bullshit that they tell you. That's like when, what her name is, Kathleen Kennedy, like, it's not like we got 20 years' worth of comics and <laughs> stories. It's like, yeah, you fucking dumb bitch, you did. There is, like... <laughs> well, there's there, there's entire series that have more Star Wars book series that have more books than Harry Potter does I, in its entire I'm, franchise. Yep, currently sitting in Eric's apartment looking at the sheer amount of collectibles. Eric's collection, David, is quite impressive, but just the amount of Star Wars books that there are, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of them. Eric has every single one. Oh, really? A stack of Star Wars comics in the corner. That's awesome. And it's just it's amazing. That's awesome. Um, Eric, uh, Richard is actually collecting the books, and he, he's he, I think he's at about two-thirds, maybe a bit more than two-thirds fully collected, but mm -hmm. the fact that you've got the full collection, um, you know, you might probably, you well, know, he, he might turn up at your I'm doorstep tomorrow. There. there are some of those, uh, you know, Jedi Apprentice, Jedi Quest books that I'm missing from, like, the kids' runs, but no, every, yeah, most of it I have. Uh, well, if you get a certain South African turning up at your doorstep tomorrow, uh, that's just Richard from Signal of Doom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he might camp well, out in your living room. He's like, hey, Eric, can I just uh, grab a second? And he just puts himself in a chair and starts reading. Um, I mean, I'm proud to say that none of my you know, none of my EU books have the Legends banner on them. Oh, good! You got the original, yeah, the original yeah. Um, design. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that that that's a bit of pill, I think, for um, long term fans who, as you say, supported them in the dark times for it just to be slapped on the Legends, which almost says nothing matters, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some line in this about legends uh, too. They always, uh, I think the the armor says something about uh, legends. Right. It's okay. interesting when they when they toss those lines in because they tend to actually reference uh, in some way the reality of that situation. Yeah, that's that is interesting. Although I will, I mean, it's rare for me to come to Disney's defense, but when they bought the property, <clears throat> it would have been hard for them to, I don't know, like it's kind of inevitable when they bought the property that they would want to kind of reboot it, you know? Like, if I'd spent all that money, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be tied to, you know, shitloads of lore from the before the time I bought the property that's outside of the movies. I They did it poorly. That, that doesn't excuse the terrible job they did. But I'm just saying it would be hard to say, well, I want all these books to count, you know? I, I, don't, I don't know. 
where do, do, do you know what I mean when I say that? I I get where you're coming from, yes. Um, but you don't have a built-in fan base and and characters that would have been easily yeah adapted yeah. to your sequel trilogy. There's no reason to not you know you know I guess Anakin Solo might be dead depending on where it takes place, but you'd still have the other twins. You'd have yeah. you'd just have Ben Skywalker instead of Ben Solo, which is a fucking abomination. Uh. Um, and, and I, Mara Jade, you don't, I mean, you, you just have a built in, like, there's no reason to not start your sequel trilogy yeah. with a Jedi order intact to a degree. Oh yeah. No, what I would have done is to go, but you know, start him off with six people already. And, and yeah. Luke doesn't need to be the one on the mission, but he should be sending people on the mission. Maybe totally there's good. no reason you do it and not have Han carry uh, Luke, Peter Cush, uh, P- uh, Peter Mayhew, and the droids and Lando all together. Fuck, bring back Peter Cushing while we're <laughs> at it. Yeah, bring back Peter Cushing. No, I one that is something I would say. The other thing I would do is uh, I would be mining those books and comics and everything for story material to put into the movies, rather than saying which is what they said they were going to oh, do. Yeah. So we're go- if we're looking at the MCU model, right? They're mm. taking the the at least some of these stories by name, Infinity War, yes. and it's not the exact telling of the Infinity War book, but it, it's got the heart and soul and spirit of that to a degree. It's it's, it's got the bones of that. Mm-hmm. Winter Maybe Soldier, not the circulatory yeah. system. Maybe not the the facial structure of that. But it's it's. Uh, it's that, and I mean, it, rumor is we're coming to heir, heir to the Empire uh, being retold, you know, through Dave Filoni's voice. So, oh. it, you know, we're building back to Thrawn. So that's yes. probably more the way to go is you take some of the beloved stories from the past and you you update their telling. Because, mm. I mean, listen, Heir to the Empire has been broken since 99. Yeah. Since we knew that the Clone Wars wasn't forty, and, and there's some line about forty things. years, so the Clone War that the Clone Wars happened to go. Zion but it was. really wanted the clones in there and to kind of talk about what the Clone Wars, and uh, he just wasn't given the information. I love his interpretation of it, by the way, because Timothy Zahn's just so fucking off the walls. Uh, great when he writes his uh, stories and seeing him come up with them logically. It, well, it's such was the mistake of, of making your story group just some weird political messaging group rather than having <laughs> James Luceno and, and Timothy Zahn yeah, and some of yeah. the great authors really guiding these stories. Yeah, yeah. You just put corporate goons on there with, with manifestos that they're trying to add. Is connect. that group still around? I thought I read something. Uh, not really. I, it had, I mean, most of them are gone. I mean, nice. Pablo Hidalgo has been like, I don't know, I don't quite know if he's still with Lucasfilm, but he's been relegated to like, you, you work in the basement now, pal. <laughs> I tell you what, Rich has taken a few shots. I, I recognise that name. Rich has taken a few shots at that guy over the course of the show. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm not familiar Smog. with him. I'm not familiar with him, other than to know that Rich has taken he a couple of really funny shots. Really big on Twitter, like kind of correcting people and right. just being just kind of a doucher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why Rich was taking a few shots, and it was pretty funny. I used to, I, he, he, he used. I just remember the name and the derision that he had for that name was funny. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a fucking sweet gig if they said to me, like, Dave, we're going to pay you, I don't know how much these people get paid, but, like, a nice chunk of change to be a story group editor, whatever. Like, you, you know, what do you even do? You, you just. I mean, unfortunately, scripts. it turned out that that group was just there to make sure diversity quotas, uh, yeah. inclusion quotas were met. Right. Wow. That's all it really turned out to be, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That sucks. That's not what. That's not what I think it should be there for. But of course, in today's 
PCified, pussified world, that's that's got to be the first thing that they worry about, you know? Like, we might... Right. You know, making sure it's diverse enough. Blah blah blah. There was a, a group that was going to care about you know actually telling these stories and making sure that they they really kind of you know you could contradict yourself once in a while, but that, yeah. that there was that we were minimizing that type of thing. Yeah. No. Instead, it's just it's just or guide like, have a guiding light to where these stories should be going. Yeah. No, I agree. And and then we kind of getting towards the end, really the kind of wrap up, uh, which is the battle, which I personally felt was a bit underwhelming although i did enjoy the the end scene where cad bane came out and i liked the introduction of cad bane and he shot the actor from justified timothy oliphant i forget what the character's name is um Uh, i stupidly thought he was dead and then richard said no 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 it was just shoulder shot and the people came out and were, were were if you looked at it and i watched it the second time with michelle and you could see that they were just tending to the shoulder and i was like oh a shoulder shot's nothing we all know that from shows You get the, the deputy's definitely dead. Oh yeah, he's he's gone. Well, he's not missed. He's an idiot. No, no, right. He fucked up uh, almost everything. Uh, yeah. When Din showed up and when Cadman showed up. Yeah, he was he was. Um, but no, right. I so nobody. I didn't think he was quite dead. Uh, but the show kept telling us he's dead. Yeah. Only to reveal that he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I I I only saw it the first time, and I just assumed he was dead, and I was kind of surprised because I thought he seemed like a cool character. Why would you kill him off? Um, it's not like the, the new Star Wars have that many cool characters, you know, and then Richard was the one who said, no, no, it was just a shoulder shot. I, I rewatched it and was like, yeah, Rich is right. And yes, it was. It, you have I, to mention at the end of, yeah, the final, you know, the, yes. the stinger is, yeah. is him, like Eric had said, in the back to tank. Exactly. I would agree that of the new characters, he is definitely on the, on the higher uh, end of, of yeah. um, respectability and in, in being interesting. Yeah, I think he's he's cool. A good actor too, Timothy Oliphant. I think you know he always. Gives... Well, I think that's where it's coming from is Oliphant. I mean, because otherwise he wouldn't be around except for Chuck Wendig gave him Boba Fett's armor in that book. Right, and uh, I remember now Richard said Chuck Wendig was apparently cutting loose on Twitter because he didn't get a story credit or something or a character credit or something like that. Like, he was well, a, yeah. got a paycheck. This fucking bastard. Yeah, I was like, did you get paid? That's my first question, Chuck. You know, because yeah. I, I tell you what, I'm not a fan of that guy. I tried to, I tried to read Star Wars Aftermath. I, I, I just, I just gave up. I was just like, I can't read this. It's just unreadable. Like, Got about halfway into it myself, Dave, and it was looking forward to it so much. Well, me too. Uh, because you know, it's like you erased the Thrawn trilogy for this. It was my initial yeah reaction. That was the fourth or fifth book, Eric. Remember, we had some mm-hmm. decent books. Tarkin was by Luceno, which I mean, and he actually, you know, being that he wrote before too, he kind of throws in some references to his EU books, which is interesting. Lords of the Sith, I thought was fun. Yeah, I knew Dawn, the Rebels book, was not uh, I like so that hot, Luke Skywalker but, book up enough. But I think that was a rewritten. Uh, the first person one, right? Yeah, it was an EU book. It was part of there was a Han, there was a Leia, and there was a Luke. And Luke's just happened to come out last, but it was rewritten to actually enter the new canon. Yeah, and it didn't really even ha- you, that could have as well have been a Legends book. Same with Lords of the Sith, I think. Sure, you got some more Sendula uh, uh, in that book. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But 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 meanwhile, that aftermath it was just unreadable. It was just bad writing though as well. Like I was I was struggling to terrible. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe it. And ever since then, Chuck Wendig to me is just a code name for just poor writing. And he he made a name for himself on Twitter. I think he's extremely um uh, I don't even know what you want to call it like rabid 
uh, left wing, you know, like... Yeah. Um, well, he told, what is he told people, like, you know, anybody who disagreed with him to eat a shit-covered boot, I believe, is one of his... Uh, <laughs> One of his more famous tweets. Yeah, he go fuck himself. You know what I mean? Like, some of these guys on Twitter, I'm going to mention some names. Tom King, Mitch Gerard. These kind of guys, they're so high in their own supply that, that like, and they're so busy high-fiving each other after their fucking comments, they forget. They're putting product to a marketplace, and that marketplace can react how it wants to. You know? Don't tell me how, how I'm supposed to react to some of the shit they put out. You know? And uh, I, I, lo- I love getting on Signal sometimes. And I've gone, uh, and you'll know this, Jimmy, I've gone after Tom King multiple times. You know? Many times. And He really disappointed me with his Batman run. And then sure. kind of to discover that this guy is uh, also, just as you said, like high, they're giving each other high fives, getting high in their own supply. It's like, man, get your head out of your ass and just write yeah. a good Batman book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and believe you me, wool over a lot of people's eyes for a while, and then people kind of realized, all right, maybe this isn't so fantastic as we thought it was. Yeah, and I'm just using them as examples. They've not done anything in recent times that I've noticed that annoys me, but just it's that circle of writers. They're sort of circle jerking each other. They're sort of they're 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 in a little club, and they and they hate criticism. Well, I'm sorry, you're putting product out there for people to consume. People are allowed to criticize it. That's part of the deal. That's part of the trade-off, you know? Oh, as a public figure, you just yeah. you, you have to be open to that scrutiny. Otherwise, yeah. get out of the public eye. Yeah, you're in the entertainment business. That's it. You know, I'm so, uh, you know and, and I refuse to bow down to it at all. And we've gone after Mitch Gerrards many times on the show because he is a number one fucking... He is he is the little sidekick who just chimes in with yeah great stuff Tom every single fucking time you know <laughs> and 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 I love to lay bare that 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 pathetic relationship and many times many times have I done it so you know this is nothing new to signal listeners but I probably haven't done it for a few weeks so I thought I'd bring it up again you know uh, I mean I'm I'm vague, I'm familiar with Tom King but he his actually his run was ended early right because it was yes, not very well it, received and he sucked. got that Catwoman and Batman miniseries to wrap it up yeah which sucks yeah and then his run was where they had the uh, the Batman's dog out at one point right I mean they 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 changed it before the art came out but it was written like Batman oh no that was naked. um that was Azarello that was Azarello that was the yeah. black the black series one yeah. Okay. Now, the funny story, and I do. I have a lot of time for Brian Azzarello. Brian Azzarello has said that was all greenlit, all approved. It had been checked, doubly, triply. It came out, and then DC reacted like it was a big surprise. It was no surprise to them at all. The only thing that surprised them was the reaction, you know? Sure. And, and, they, and, and, then they, and then they tried to pretend like it was a, this huge fucking mistake. It wasn't a mistake. They it just was, don't get the comic book audience whatsoever, or they think it is this new, the newfangled woke fan. I mean, I, you know, do I want to see Batman's dog or do I want to see Catwoman's breasts? Probably Catwoman's breasts. I want to see Catwoman's breasts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd like to see her breasts. If we're green lighting some nudity in that book. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But also, I, 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 this, this happened years ago. Like, uh, look, frankly, I, I saw the unaltered image or whatever. It was really, Honestly, if I hadn't even been told it was a massive thing, I would have just flicked the page. It really wasn't that big an event. It was not either. Yeah. I had seen it too. 
Yeah. I, I was the past times comics had a bunch of them, and I'm like, well, let me just take a look at this. You know, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> very, it's like almost in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was yeah, like, if they want uh, if they want some some major heat, they would have showed Catwoman's breasts, and then everybody would have that you know framed on their wall. Well, uh, do exactly. you remember? Um, it was All Star Batman and Robin number three, and it was like a Black Canary part where they had um, blacked out some of the dialogue, but you could still see it. Mm. And there was some weird stuff, and they recalled that. It was the same thing. Yeah. That they had known what they had put out, and it was just a publicity stunt. They, yeah. look, how, look how much um, interest rose for that book because massively. of that. Massively, massively, yeah. And and they and Azarello was pissed off because they really tried to paint Azarello as the villain um, and the artist as the villain, uh, and it was like, you guys... This went through know. approvals, it went through printing, did yeah. you have quality assurance at the fucking yeah. DC Comics Factory? If you really wanted to, like, if you like, seriously, it takes a lot more than that to shock me. If you wanted to actually shock me, I turn the page and there's Catwoman giving Batman a blowjob. Then I'd be like, okay, we've gone. Oh, no. What about no. uh, Superman getting uh, raped <laughs> by the Iranians or whatever that uh, was? Yes, thank you. That's shocking. Yes, did you listen to the episode of Signal? I went after it hard, and I actually said, and this is this is a this is a throwback to one of my own shows. When that came out, I said that that writer should have been arrested for treason, um, and I made that comment. I made I that I comment. Know, what are you guys talking about? Basically, I'll, I'll give I'll give they retconned yeah. an old story. Yes, uh, was it was Superman uh, red, white, and blue? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, that the, that was the new story, and the old story was like a world's finest issue where. He got kidnapped by, is it Russians or Iranians or something, and supposedly yeah. raped uh, in the in the storyline. Am I am I correct, Eric? Uh, I mean, it's implied. I mean, yes, yeah. You definitely see guys like walking up behind Superman, and you, I mean, you don't see the penetration, but you see his the reaction on his face. So he's powerless, I believe, <laughs> while he's captured. Well, so they actually show it, do they? Isn't they show a guy coming up behind him, and he's like, "Ow." And they show the, the, you know, not the guy torturing him, but the guy watching the torture, like, giddily smiling at them. Right, right, right. Wow. Um, when did this come out? Last May, maybe? Yeah, it came out. Oh, happy Memorial Day. So, so the original World's Finest was, like, in the very late 70s or early 80s. And, and in that, Batman and Superman are captured. And, yes, yeah, Superman's powerless. And Batman, I think, in the storyline makes the who's also captured, and is he also raped? Because everyone's carrying on about Superman. What the fuck about Batman? Was Batman also raped by these pricks? Um, and, you know, why is everyone so fucking worried about Superman? What about Batman? I don't think Batman would take that kind of shit. But anyway, so that that happened, and, and I said, well, it, that it also happened and nothing, there was no comment on it, but then in a later interview, the writer, in a desperate attempt to put heat back into his career... He said, oh, you know, that definitely, it definitely happened, blah, blah, blah. And so it then it became... Just says, eventually, with Batman's help, I escaped the camp. <laughs> I believe in the actual, the, the original story, like, they switched places, so, like, Batman is posing as Superman, so the kryptonite doesn't affect him. And right. they're able to escape. This kind of, re I, I remember that. that. That I remember. Yeah, this part of the story is inserted, like, last year, so... Yes, yes. Anyway, I mean, where are you on my call for treason charges against the writer? Because I said they're raping the character, they're raping the flag, as far as I'm concerned. That's where sure, I was. My God, I mean, you know, but how many people inside of Marvel or DC were, would be pro that decision? Probably most of them. So, them. yeah, no, if you're going to go arrest, uh, yeah, arrest most of the people working for Marvel and DC. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them. I'm so sick of this. The other day I saw 
that clown. They should all be investigating by the House of Un-American Experience. They should all be experiencing what Superman experienced. <laughs> but, like, at what point as a writer do you say... This is what I hate. At what point as a writer do, do you go, you know what, I've just got it. And he's like, I got it, I got it. We, we rape Superman. Um, I'd be like, hey, slow the fuck down. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, no, we're not doing that. And you're out. Welcome to our planet, Kal-El. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I hate it with a passion. Um, and I think casual fans hate it. Um, uh, you know, I think it's the kind of thing the man, you ask the, you ask the man or woman in the street that, and they just think it's appalling. So I don't know why they did it. It's, it, it, it really is a very odd decision, frankly. Um, it's just pathetic, basically. I mean, right. I know, you know. Just the most like good and just being uh, on the planet, and you're gonna you're gonna have him go uh, and get that treatment. It's it's disrespectful. It's yeah. You, you couldn't tell me you're a fan uh, of that property and, and have me believe you. It's the same. It's the same people who who a few years ago said that it was no longer true, just the American way. But it's the same people. Uh-huh, sure. They're that afraid of their own country. Like I was talking about this with Chuck Dixon, and he explained it to me. They're that afraid of their own country, and they're that disgusted. Well, take a look around now in today's world, and look what countries like Russia are fucking doing, and and start thinking about it. Are, are we really that bad compared to some of these other fucking places? Do you think like what happened in Afghanistan when the when the US left is is all peachy keen now? No, it's a fucking disaster. Oh my no, right. There's problems all over the world, and you know, I mean, as an American, it's not like we're without problems, but sure. we have uh, among the least amount of problems of any yeah. country on and, the planet. And and to just kind of step in for a second, sure. I do think that there's definitely place for criticism. Sure. Um, uh, you know, of of the United States in in comic book form, but just with uh, <laughs> through through the Superman. Yeah. Who, who I still believe does stand for truth, justice, and the American way. He is there to kind of alleviate that, alleviate that um, you know, concern or criticism and be like, all right, you know what? America isn't all that. We have, we're like, you know, fucking everything is, is, is going to be okay. He stands for that optimism. Yeah, the and dream. just kind of tear it down with what I saw there is just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I didn't hear about that. And there's yeah. no way I would spend my... U.S. dollars on, on yeah. that comic book. You wouldn't spend the U.S. dollars no, on this communist piece of shit. <laughs> Get that commie rag out of my sight. I, I wish I was right now uh, in charge of the cops in the States because I'd send them round to that fucking guy's house and pick him up in the middle of the night, you know, and send him to Guantanamo Bay or something. Do you listen to Bill Burr's show ever, the Monday morning podcast? Occasionally, yeah. I Sometimes I listen to it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I freak, I'm a frequent listener. I love Bill Burr, but he does this one thing where, I mean, I think this reminds me of you when he does it. Is he goes, if I were a dictator, what would I do? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just like what you said there. Oh, I do it all the time. the secret police to that to that guy's house. And, yeah. You know, put him in a, in a barrel and throw him into the ocean. Oh, yeah. No, no, no I agree. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll hit him fucking hard if I'm a dictator, you know? Seriously, they'll, they'll, they'll start to learn... But but like I agree with what you're saying, uh, Jimmy. There is a there is a time for criticism and stuff. There is, of course, and same in Australia. But the thing is, don't delude yourself that the other countries in the world and these regions aren't fucking cesspools at times. You know, this is the thing. And like one of the saddest days that I've experienced prior to this Ukrainian situation was when the U.S. and we left and everyone left Afghanistan. 
What a fucking giant failure. I, I, I felt sick to my stomach that they were just gobbling up the country as we left. You know, it really sickened yeah. me. It sickened me with a passion. And it was... Especially well, when just, you know, leaving skeletal amounts of, of troops that uh, would have yeah. still maintained that uh, region. I know, I know. And you know, maybe it's a mistake to go in sure. to, at the beginning, but once but you're, you're there, now. you've made, you've, you've chosen, the yeah. cho- you've made the choice. Well, I, I made a comment. I was talking about this uh, in detail. Like, I was obsessed with it when it happened. I, 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 I actually felt sick. And I said, could we have dropped a few nukes in these caves? Could, could we not have got these fucking pricks? You know well, what, what I mean? What a feminist choice, right? All those girls are going to be fine now with uh, America gone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's it's a it's a real tragedy what happened. But anyway, we'll move aside from my political sure. stuff. You know, big, but 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 we'll move, we'll, 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 we'll move aside. But make no fucking mistake where my where my loyalties lie. You know what I'm saying? Make no fucking mistake, listeners. <laughs> with you there. <laughs> anyway, turning turning back to Book of Boba Fett. Um, so the last yeah. episode, the last fight scene with the Book of Boba Fett. Sure. Why didn't he just ride Slave One in instead of that Rancor? Good point. Very good point. I mean, to to have the battle in the city, you're you're actually putting everybody in the city of danger, That's and their point. their their livelihoods, their property, their businesses. You're, so you're you crime should syndicate. you should and you're signing crime syndicate. You're not you know president of Tatooine, <laughs> so you really should have had the battle on in on your terms uh, at your palace or. Somewhere near the palace, you you had access to at least two ships, not to mention the skiffs that were left behind. Um, and I don't, and you, and the the syndicate had those gigantic, you know, almost invincible droids, but they decided to send all their troops out to get massacred before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a as a battle. Look, it was a kind of a shootout. It reminded me of a western kind of shootout, um, which I don't mind. You know, you know, it was very kind of a western kind of feel. Like I could imagine seeing that in many a many an old school western. But oh my god, how useless were the teenagers again? I mean, th- some special mention needs to go to those guys because they were just well. When they start useless. to get, well, they realize everything's fishy. I mean, so the the ones who are going up against the mods have blasters. The ones. Going up against Crescenton only have blades, uh, but he's got a blaster, and they don't cut him once, really. I mean, they get on top of him, but he you know, ends up throwing him around like softballs. And then the Camorian, they only have blades, too. Like, I, you know, there's just weird inconsistencies. Why does nobody care? Why, why are the other, they all not carrying a blaster and a blade? Yeah, true. Well, yeah, I would be in that, in that scenario. You've got, to, you've got to have both options for hand-to-hand and, you know, for long distance or short distance. Good point. Um, the the rancor turning up. I mean, that was so obviously going to happen. When that thing turned up, I was like, right. "Oh, what a surprise!" You know? Yeah, but you only right. It, it, so it doesn't make like logical sense, but you know it's going to happen because they wanted it to happen. Yeah. So that's I just too many. There's so many contrivances in the show that that's that's a huge problem. And you just want something to happen, you make it happen. Well, then we really needed to see a little bit more with with Boba and the Rancor, and and the, I'm sorry, the three minute scene where he's petting it is not like it. That does not all of a sudden. I I don't know. You know, I thought Danny Trejo was taking the blinders off because this is going to mark Boba Fett to be the the first one that mm. the Rancor wants to eat. Because <laughs> they they also trustworthy huts gave it to him with the best of intentions. Mm. I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Is it like... But they were trying to make out like it's like a master and his dog and like the dog just loves Having the master. Having watched it multiple times, yeah. Now that's how it comes off is, is it really... It does bond with him by looking at him first. Yeah, yeah. It's like my dog Cooper. You know, he's responded to me. He's like lying down here by my feet while we're recording. Just a loyal guard dog, you know. But um, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things. Am I insane, guys? That I that I'm getting kind of crazy now when I watch these shows and they introduce a rancor and that they're bonding. I know that at the end scene, the rancor is going to be what he's going to be on. Like, it, you well, know, it's like what you said earlier about like seeing, you know, like oh, I did like doing a certain move or using mm. a certain weapon and it's like this could be useful later on like oh i wonder when that's going to come up <laughs> yeah i know i know and and they don't just uh, introduce that ranker just to see him you know be in the pit forever and yeah not come out at the end and you can just imagine these pricks in their fucking writer's room going and then we're gonna bring him in in episode six like, you but, know, but, but it's unearned it. the way they do it is unearned they just do it right yeah. i mean it, it's one thing if like ah, i mean slave one's disabled and the, the naboo starfighter's yes. disabled yeah. so we can't use those we're this is what we have to use but that's not what happens no. even in the beginning of that episode din's uh, well one of them says well we should, we should go get our ships they do, yeah. A great example of it being super earned is like Karate Kid, where he's learning the crane technique. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, he's in that All Valley tournament and he gets injured, so he oh, has yeah. to use that stance. That makes sense. And it's like it comes back and you're it's fucking applauded at the end of that. I love yeah. Karate Kid so much. It's a fucking great movie and that's a great fucking scene and, and that is earned. And then in Karate Kid 2, he tries the crane move and it doesn't work, if you recall. He has to pull out the other move. Yeah, I do. I don't much care for Karate Kid 2, but yes, that does happen. You're a killjoy, aren't you, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm trying to bring in Karate Kid 2 into the discussion, and you've just shot me down in flames. Thanks. Let's talk about Karate Kid 3. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's all right. Like, you know, on a, on a lazy yeah, Sunday afternoon. They brought back that, uh, I forget, the guy with the long hair <laughs> into uh, into uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. What's oh. funny is the actor is actually younger than um, Ralph Macchio. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, look, I mean, I don't know what to say about Book of Bob Fett that we haven't said a thousand times. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. there is the one scene at the end that annoyed me. It's when, after she goes missing, for fucking much of the episode, Fennec Shan just goes in and just kills the whole syndicate. And I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, it's, it, it's a good scene. You know, displays what a cool character she is. But you know who said? Michelle said Boba Fett should do that. She... Right. She actually said that. Um, and she is the most casual of fans. She has only watched the shows, seen all the movies once, you know, obviously the originals many times, but, you know, and she said, Boba Fett should have done that. And I was Everybody like... Everybody in that room betrayed Boba Fett. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's his... Uh, I mean, but that, so, so she's going from Mos Espa, where the battle is taking place, to Mos Eisley, where they are. Mm. It still should be Boba Fett, but that also, I mean, Jabba's Palace is not, like, next, I mean, it's fairly close to Mos Espa, right? I mean, it's Mos Espa's closer to where the palace is, right? But that, Mos I mean, Espa but is. Boba Fett goes and gets the Rancor, mm. and, like, they're back in time for the battle. I mean, yeah. the, the ship would have probably gotten in there still faster and been more effective. Yeah. So you could you could seismic charge those uh, those droids... Or you could blast them, or you could do any number of things. Mm. Yeah. Or you could just leave the planet and say, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to be a crime lord, a kind-hearted crime lord on this planet. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And, um, 
but like it was a cool scene. I actually quite like those aliens. Um, what what are they called? I actually thought they were actually the good as well. Yeah, what? the Pike P Y K E. Yeah, Pikes. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a cool um race and stuff. Like I actually kind of quite liked it. I thought that visually looked pretty cool. And then she just comes in and kills them all, which is a good scene for her if you're a fan of a character. Um, I think Richard was saying she was in the Bad Batch. Is is that right? Um. Yes, she yeah. made she appeared in Bad Batch, and she certainly was, of course, in Mandalorian. Uh... Yeah, and one thing we didn't mention, uh, and I just want to just as we're wrapping up, how about the scene where she like early on in the show gets shot, and then Boba Fett takes her to get like cybernetically kind of fixed, and then she just wakes up and like she's just absolutely fine. <laughs> she's not at all surprised. <laughs> and, and that's the same guy who did that, and. Uh... To Fennec is working on Kavet uh, at the end, right? It's He's like, there. Yeah. I don't know what you. I mean, you can't. People have been shot in the shoulder before. I mean, Black yeah. Zanton shot the yeah. Swiss cheese, and he doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. have I don't know, but it, it appeared that Kavet left some cybernetic uh, alterations. Maybe he'll have a he'll have here. an arm like Winter Soldier. You know, you know, like a Winter Soldier. Could, yeah, maybe. May have. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. Black Christiana just took like about twenty five shots, and he's just uh, he's okay. <laughs> well, you just need no cybernetics. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Boba and Din Djarin and that take just tremendous amounts of shots, and we're yeah. supposed to like that. You can tell the scenes coming where the reinforcements are coming, but you you know you don't we don't know that that Deus Ex Machina is coming because we think that they're not coming. But mm. like it, it's just shot so much like like we oh here comes the reinforcements. Get ready for it. We got to show the uh, height heighten the drama. Oh. A blast comes from the right way, but they they get shot so many freaking times. Yes, I legit thought Boba Fett was gonna die at the end. Did you really? Wow, I yeah. thought he was gonna be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, now I will say this: uh, I must have been Richard or, or, uh, told me this. Apparently, Black Chrysanthemum has some uh, sort of uh, uh, modified abilities. Apparently, in the in the in the canon. So he's not just a Wookiee. You know how, like, Captain America's got, like, super soldier serum? He's kind of got the equivalent for Wookiees, supposedly, according to Richard, anyway. I don't, I don't recall that, Eric, do you? I, I you know, I, again, I can't, like, I found Dr. Effer unreadable, so it probably oh. happens there. But, um, although, I mean, Wookiees are already strong. Yeah, although Richard did make the error that you pulled him up on before, so maybe he's not the gospel truth, and I and I just take it as gospel. He just says yeah. it, and I'm like, it sounds good to me, Rich. And we roll with it. He's a particularly large Wookiee, too. He is large. He's larger yeah, than he's, Chewbacca. He's built big, but... He's bigger than Chewbacca, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Did you hear the scandal? I don't know if it's a scandal. That might not be the right word, but apparently um, Hasbro... Outrage. Yeah, outrage. They put a Chewbacca repainted uh, yes. ad on, on, yeah. 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 on the figure. Did they? It's up only up for pre-sale, so it's, it's undetermined whether or not that was the final product, but... Sure. They just, uh, yeah, the body and and has like, it's just basically a repainted Chewbacca with you know the, the different bandolier and the shoulder pads on it. Do you, do you guys buy that kind of stuff? Like, is that a purchase you'll make, uh, Eric? Um, I, I have pre-ordered that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so on, on the fence though. I do. Not, like it. I don't love this stuff anymore. So it's like, do I keep? Do I keep getting? It? Do I keep going through the motions? Oh, yeah. So do you buy, are you, like, when we talk about it, is it a figure or is it a statue or is it like one of the old It figures? is a black series figure, which is the six-inch uh, line. 
of gotcha. normal action figures. Yeah. But it's going to come in a little bit better packaging, like a, a com- like a comic book presentation mm. packaging. So how many of these have you got? Have you got hundreds or what are you talking? Oh, sure. Yeah. Wow. So your apartment's just packed with them? Like, yes. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It is. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fucking cool. Like, I mean, I've got stuff on my shelf, um, but I, I've never really gone the, you know, the high, you know, you know, the level of like hot toys. We, I mean, I've got a couple of hot toys, but literally mm-hmm. a couple. But I mean, you could spend and spend and spend and spend in, in terms of these co- kind of collecting. Well, uh, and like let it. me say this about about what Disney's done. Mm. The, the the only thing I'm a fan of is because none, none of it's very good, but everything they do does seem to increase the value of every comic book that I own. Oh, that's good. So that black or satin appearance really spiked up his appearance Did it really? quite a bit. Yeah. What's that going for now? I don't know, maybe 85 for so his first appearance, me. something like that. I mean, it, maybe it's dropped down since then. Wait until Doctor Afro makes a live action oh my. appearance. Yeah, that's our Doctor Afro's first appearance. It's number three, right? Fader Darth Vader three. three. It's already astronomical. But if she live action appears, oh, it's gonna go right the hell up. And will you flip it? You're you're sure. I point. haven't. Um, I, you know, and I I haven't really gotten into grading my books, but I have a number now that are far too valuable to not have graded. Right. Um. So. I would maybe to preserve them, I have them graded, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not still at the point where I, I just need to get this Disney crap out of my house. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Close. They yeah. push me closer every day, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the good thing about these shows, uh, in terms of, they do bring up some pretty obscure books in value because it's the live action. If you're like, like Cad Bane, I'd, I'd never heard of that character and I thought he looked fucking awesome. He's got a first appear somewhere. Doesn't oh yeah. He? Uh, it's like a Darth Maul book issue three, and and that immediately, you know, yeah. Speculators were tossing that out, and people were buying it. So it happened. I mean, those Ahsoka first appearances are Jesus. Those have gone way up too. Mm. I mean, I hate that character, but I love that the, those books are uh, <laughs> quite valuable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can always sell them while they're hot, and then rebuy if they ever go back down. If you think they are going to go back down, and I think they will go down at some point. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, Right. Oh, definitely. Like at a certain, like if you flash forward like five years, they'll they'll have gone down, you know, for sure, because the 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 sort of heat will have passed off the character, you know. Um, I would. Think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, her show is still coming though, so yeah. I imagine the she'll we, go up a little oh, bit. More I like the actress. Down. I like the actress playing the um playing Rosario her. Dawson. Yeah, I, I like her in general. I've liked her in many shows over the years. Um, I don't have. Uh, it's any, interesting yeah. that that. Cad Bane is still voiced by his animated counterpart, Corey mm. Burton, I believe. Mm. But Ahsoka's not. Ahsoka, they just completely replaced uh, Ashley Eckstein with uh, Rosario. It would be weird to have voiceover for a real actor, yeah. I think. But I, I see both sides of it. I, I'm happy Rosario Dawson's doing the voice. Yeah, I, I don't think you get someone as high profile as Rosario Dawson and not yeah, ever do the voice. Exactly, exactly. Now, I will say this. Um, I, I, look, I, I, I'm going to watch the show, but I, I don't even understand what to expect. Um, the other character that I remember from Mandalorian, uh, I want to say the name was Bo-Katan, and it was played by Katie Sackhoff. Um, That's is, right. Is yeah. this a fan Boys, favorite? originally in Clone Wars Rebels uh, and looked vaguely like her anyway. But then, yeah, acted, performed by her live action. Seemed like a cool character to me. Uh, Surely she'll turn up in The Mandalorian, season whatever. 
you would have to assume, and that's what I brought up, is that we have that kind of gap there at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 where there seemed to be some contention over the uh, the Darksaber. And then in Boba Fett, uh, Din Djarin just has the Darksaber. Yeah. And we don't know where these other characters are. We don't know where that ship is. I think it's just she wants it so much. She would just be following him until uh, mm-hmm. she was able to get it back. But... Uh... Yeah, no, she's definitely has to come and back. She was supposed to be on this um, Rangers of the New Republic show, right, Eric? That was the rumor, yeah. They got cancelled, yeah. we don't even know if that's going to come to fruition anymore. I think it got cancelled when they cancelled uh, the actress. They've, they've kicked around the idea of, of making Cobb Van part of that show. Oh, okay, so yeah. Not necessarily completely out of uh, the picture yet, but yeah, no, certainly once they fired Gina Carano, it was put on indefinite hiatus. Do you do you guys feel uh, that they might be spreading the broth a bit too thin um, with his all these shows? You know, like yeah, yeah. I think when when Bob Iger said we did way too much, way too fast, and then all of a sudden pumped out more shows than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm just having. Sorry, I just had a problem with my microphone. Yeah, no, I I just feel like I I think there's potential in all of them, but I I just wonder sometimes if they're not. If I was doing these shows, I might pick some different entry points and do some different parts of. The, they all seem a bit too connected and all a bit too similar um, to me. Yeah. So. That's why I was. I'm really excited for that Cassian Andor show, which was the first show announced, right, Eric? And we still. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, maybe Mandalorian was first, but Cassian was announced right around that same time. Mm. Oh, that was the show about the Rogue One guy, yeah. Right. Yeah. With um. Diego Luna. Mm, is that still happening, or is that gone? I think that might have yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, I don't no, think we have our final date yet, but... It's shot, though. I mean, it's oh. production. There's been rumors that they're going to start shooting season two relatively soon. See, I'd, I'd watch that show. That, that that interests me a lot, that show, about the resistance and stuff, uh, the rebellion, whatever you call it. Uh, like, yeah, rebellion. It, it interests me, too, and that's my favorite era um, but now that we've, you know, it's just kind of overload. Yeah. Will it be special? Will this Obi-Wan show be special? If you had this Obi-Wan show come out uh, when they re-announced that, or when they announced that Disney had purchased Star Wars. Sure. And you wait a while and then you kind of have something like that first or Rogue One first or mm. a Mandalorian show first. Then you build to the sequels. Do it all gradually. Yeah, yeah. And we're and now it feels like we're in phase no. two I mean, or three of Star Wars. Part of this is just inherently the problem with the streaming wars is they all just need more content as yeah. fast as they can get it. So that's it's right. not none of it's like ends up being all that good. Yeah, yeah. You right. have to have a showrunner that's really into that show to get it right. And and I think a lot of them are just tossing out stuff quickly. Yeah, no, you, yeah. You, you are, you're you're right there. You, you're 100% yeah, the same, right there. Same thing with The Force Awakens. They just rushed it out to have a product on, on the shelves. I mean, you know, something at least like Clone Wars had been in development forever for Season 7, so they brought it back because they just needed more content as quick as possible, and that was already kind of done. That's why I'm amazed Detour still hasn't come out, because that has, yeah. like, 40 <laughs> episodes that are done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Really, 40 episodes. Do you remember that's the Star Wars comedy? Dave, the, the, the ads for that is the robot chicken guys? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they said they had a, a large number that were done. Really? So the robot chicken guys have done this? 
they did it. I mean, that was before it was even sold to Disney, though. So this, these have been oh, done 20, a long, long time. Oh, now, like 2010, I want to wow. say. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I'd watch that. Yeah, we're, I, I, one of the I mean, I didn't like, think it looked very good, no, but it's, it's done content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just something out there. Yeah, no, yeah, interesting. Sure drive somewhere surely surely at some point that'll get released so disney plus you know maybe in a dry spell could put that kind of stuff out like you know yeah um, they, they could maybe uh i'm just i'm, I'm surprised because they just seem to be scrounging around for every bit of content converting everything that was once a movie into an uh you know an eight episode uh, mini series you know what i want uh you, do you remember i'm sure you'll remember this george lucas was doing a show set in like the depths of coruscant like the underworld mm-hmm. now yeah. not i understand they have since done like you know boba fett and all this other stuff but i i think well, they apparently had like a hundred scripts finished yeah well why not do something like that? get off tantooine forget about fucking tantooine i don't want to see it again for fucking a decade and and give me something in like coruscant with this kind of crazy shit happening i think that would be really interesting and bring back ig88 and bosch you know like please yeah, I, I would love to see them over. I mean, again, I, I liked Cat Bane and I liked his appearance here, but I'd rather see guys that I cared about before, not Dave Filoni inventions. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I think you can get some of that stuff, Dave, with the. And uh, again, I don't know. This is Book of Boba Fett, a bounty hunter who knows just countless amounts of other bounty hunters. We should have just had every bounty hunter cameo imaginable in this show. Well, where was Dengar? And they should all just be working for it. Where was Dengar? Or against him. Let's Where go. Was Where's, Where's, Dengar? Dengar? Where's Suckus? Where's Forlan? Where's IG88? For that matter, we see it's a mistake to not have the originals together in, in, in the sequels. Of course 22. it is. But it's almost 33. a similar mistake to not have the six bounty hunters together at any yeah. point. Yeah. From mm-hmm. from the Empire scene. And, and Jimmy, who you said for that matter, who who did you say for that matter? And you, you, I said IG22, IG33, <laughs> IG44. Yeah. yeah, you're singing off my <laughs> hymn sheet there. Um, I, I actually said... I imagine there could have been a line with Zuckus and Forlom where they confused their names, and that would have been a funny callback to them releasing the figures on the wrong, you know, with the wrong names. 100%. Which so, they had done when Empire came out. Of course. Now, I, I had IG-88 uh, in, in figures when Empire came out. I, I had Boba Fett, IG-88. I had various people, but uh, I, I recall having IG-88, and I always thought it was just a great design. Now, okay, so if we give... Book of Boba Fett a score. I'm giving it six out of ten. Eric, what are you giving it? I'm giving it the old D plus for Disney Plus. <laughs> D plus. I like so it. probably yeah, it's in the sixties for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's in a, a complete failure. It's got a lot of things wrong with it, but sure. it's not good. It's not. I mean, it's just passable content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'll give you to uh, Dave for probably a six six point five. Yeah. I, and there are great parts, and I know we kind of focused on, and, and as these t- discussions tend to go that way with the things that really aggravated us. Sure. There were parts that I legitimately enjoyed. I really well. Let's go around. What was what, what was your favorite part, Jimmy? Definitely yeah. the Tuscan Raider stuff, and I know that Eric, that wasn't your favorite part, and you're kind of like, is this a flashback? Is this a dream? Mm. Um, but I really did enjoy seeing the Tuscan Raiders from a different point of view. Mm. Yeah, cool. But yeah, that's true. Really fleshed out their story um, much more than ever that I'd ever seen for Tusken well, Raiders. I mean, yeah. this is a specific tribe of Tuskens that are they'll, they'll they'll torture and 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 take <laughs> slaves, but they don't just murder. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Real like humanitarians. Evil Tuscans. Real, real, Eric, real, real, the other Tuscans that uh, fucking created Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I did not like the Tuscan stuff all that much. Um, I mean, I, I think I, the strength for me was like set pieces and stuff like that. But there's a lot of in, inherent logic problems. Like, why, you know, the, the, the train sequence is a good action sequence. But why is there a railless train in a desert uh, for no reason? Because you want to call back to Lawrence of Arabia. But mm. it just doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, this, I think Cad Bane was a successful mm-hmm. transition to live action. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd go campaign, but I think he needed to be in the show more. He needed to be the, the seasoned villain. Yeah, yeah. I will say my highlights, uh, look, and, and I certainly found it a bit of a grind, but I did enjoy it overall. My highlights were definitely the appearance of Cad Bane, who I'd never seen. I just love I just love the visual. Uh, Black Crescenton was also a big uh, plus for me. I, I got a lot of buzz whenever he appeared. And I liked the design of the evil aliens, the I, the pikes or whatever. Pike. And I actually did think that that death scene where Fennec Shan came down was a cool death scene. Um, how she killed the ball off, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that would be a little awkward to have her string the mayor up uh, like that, though. Yeah. Kind of dark for for I the enjoyed, rest of the I show. Really enjoyed yeah, I liked it though, man, because it was like a badass Not scene. Like yeah, 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 but it, it, that is Boba Fett's. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it would it would have been cooler if Boba Fett had done that, but that would have required like lots of different things to happen in the show. And yeah, that'd be my strength. My my biggest weakness out of everything was just the pussification of Boba Fett. I just couldn't believe it. Like they Absolutely. just defanged him completely and made him like a little simpering puppy dog, Boba Fett, which I just right in place of their their character, Fennec Shand. So yeah. she gets to do all the cool stuff while he. Uh... Bumbles around like a clown. Well, she's an he odd doesn't choice. even know he has allies like Dinjar, and she has to tell him. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he's um, yeah, it's it's if left to his own devices, this Boba Fett would have been absolutely useless. You know, he's this, just yeah, this one. Oh, he would have been just totally lost. He needed someone to hold his hand. If yeah. Django Fett had seen this shit, he'd. Yeah. Put him over his knee and give him a fucking spank. Yeah, right. You're hundred percent right. Django Fett would have been absolutely turning over in his grave with he's some of the. He's telling his his mistress potentially over a failed mission. He's he'd spank his uh, clone for sure. <laughs> so 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 I think that's a good transition. Though I have to say something really quickly. Um, I've been recording with Eric through his microphone, listening through my phone through my own headphones. Mm. I have an iPhone, so I can't charge and listen at the same time. Okay. My battery is getting very low. I think we're yeah. done with Boba Fett. Is that, is that... Yeah. I think we can finish Boba Fett. Um, I, I really have very minimal positive things to say about that Batman movie. Yeah, uh, it, sure. I, I'm okay cutting that part out. We've yeah. been going now for almost yeah. Uh, yeah. two and a half hours as well. So, yeah. what do you think about that, Dave? Is that no, no, that's absolutely, absolutely. You have a lot to get off the chest with the Batman. Absolutely fine. No, no, but, but Batman. I was. I'm just. You know, I've said it all on the show. I gave it a 7.5. I thought it was interesting at times. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was like 7 PG-ified. Uh, and, and my biggest criticism was Robert Patterson, out of the, out of the mask, I thought just looked absolutely lost, um, like a shell yes. of a person, you know? And we were saying it was like if you're making a 7 light, it is 7 light. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's... I, I, I mean, yeah, I... I... To dress the Riddler up as like if the gimp from Pulp Fiction was on a St. Paddy's Day rager is a joke. I was laughing at him the whole movie. Yeah. Poor Paul Dano. The, Rid- the Rid- It was a very odd depiction of the Riddler. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, the I know, it scored well. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't, you, you didn't like it, phenomenal. Eric? You didn't like it, man? Not Eric? at it. I stopped like, well, I'm about two hours in and my friend texts me and we have this inside joke uh, where, you know, because of uh, days of future past, like, I, you know, I was like, it made me hope again. So he's like, he, he texted me like this Batman's going to make you hope again. And I'm just like, I'm two hours in. When is that going to happen? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I took the opportunity to really stop watching that piece of shit and focus on texting him because it yeah. was a miserable watch. Made me hope they had antidepressants uh, at, at a store I could go to after it was done. So out of 10, out of 10, Eric, what are you giving it? Oh, uh, it's a, uh, probably a five. Okay. I, mean, I, I think it's got some strengths. I think it's scored well, and I think the action is okay, mostly. Mm. But I don't know. It, it's I, I did not like very much about it. No, fair enough, man. That's fair enough. I didn't like the, the, the woke bits where all the black people are, are good and just, and all the white men are, are, are horrible and evil, and even Bruce Wayne needs a talking to from the black mayor. <laughs> um. Hey, Jimmy, what, what were you going to give it out of 10? I need to watch it again, Dave. I don't think I am actually uh, capable of giving it a review at this point. My initial, like, I really wanted to give it a 9 out of 10, but sure. I don't think I can. I, okay. I need to watch it again, okay. so I'm going to not read it. it. It's probably right now, honestly, at a 7. Wow. I'm higher than Eric for sure. I'm not as high as I want to be on it. I was really looking forward to it. I definitely addressed that there are uh, some problems sure. with it and uh, need to need to give it another go around. It is way too long at three hours. It is long. It, it is, is way for, too for long what we get. Yeah, no, it is bloated for sure. I will just reference, guys. I, I put okay, up. He doesn't like Batman. Doesn't actually figure out the plan so i mean it's not a great detective movie oh the mystery like is ridiculous people who are praising the mystery i mean honestly the mystery is just ridiculous like it's like a joke really like uh, is it a bat is it a rat is it a falcon is it a fuck me i don't care what you guys those speak spanish all right another little bit of a woke moment where uh, penguin <laughs> speaks spanish and, and chastises those who do not <laughs> <laughs> now i just want to reference this i i i actually um shared this meme it's the old meme of um you know what in watchmen of dr manhattan on mars and so they've got the pictures of oh, dr. I love that. yeah and it's got it says it is 1989 i'm eight years old i'm watching a darker grittier batman movie it is 2005 i am 24 years old and i am watching a darker grittier batman movie it is 2022 i am 40 years old i am watching a darker grittier batman movie <laughs> <laughs> Because they're it's all... so true, and it's it's yeah. just um, it's just kind of a miserable watch. Yeah, I I, I do agree. It's a bit I joyless. Felt, I felt depressed afterwards for sure. Yeah. So anyway, and that's that. Is that how you want Batman? Is that how you want your superheroes? I mean, it's Batman. It's not Superman. Hmm. But and, and the only things that like we're there's hope is that uh, at the end he is kind of leading people through the flood and stuff, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, we could talk. I, we, if we really wanted to do a deep dive on this, I, I, I'm worried I will talk for three hours and the battery on my phone will die. Oh, that's cool. So, we we, so we, that's we can do it at a later date. You and I can do it at a later date if you want to, uh, Jimmy. But um, when you've I watched love, it again. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. When you've After watched it again and I've watched it again, we'll sit back down and, and, um, and smoke a bowl and do it then. <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> Bring your uppers. <laughs> Bring your uppers, yeah. Now let's uh, turn to blood ties. Now I'll recap this. I um, thought it was a pretty interesting art choice, like where the art's kind of like photorealistic of the actors. 
Um, like that's always a pretty particular choice. And I actually thought it was it worked reasonably well. Uh, the story was quite slight. I think I expected something a bit better than what I got. Um, it was it was okay. Uh, like I've read a lot of comics. I didn't think this was pushing the boat out there that far, but it was it was interesting. Um, what did you think, Eric? And did you enjoy the the art choice where it's kind of like the actors' faces? Um, yeah, I, I think largely the art does work because yeah, maybe they're taking like photo reference for some of it, but they're mm. they are tweaking it to kind of mm. match a style. Mm. It's not bad. It was the John Cassidy who did the Star Wars books, and he's just like directly tracing. Yeah, no. So there's been a lot of bad moments in the new uh, Star Wars run where yeah, it's clearly just tracing um yeah so maybe there's tracing here but they are stylizing it after the fact so yes mm-hmm. I, I think the art does largely work for me and aside from it aside from the photorealism there are parts of it that do look fantastic the way that the ships are drawn the way that that monster is drawn in the uh first issues training scene uh and then some of the the aliens down the down the line mm. look fantastic i i i i do think oh, 100%. some of the Scenes where it's the photorealistic, the the mouth is in that contorted type of like, you know, they're saying something. It just looks a little weird. That's my only critique of the art. But look at that part where you know, Boba Fett's going through his weapons and got the flamethrower mm-hmm. going. Yeah, right, yeah, we don't get it any moment. I mean, Boba Fett does launch things off his knees and off of his wrists in, in, in the show, but there's no scene like that where like you better drop your weapon, pal, and he drops his gun and takes care of business anyway. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, which is perfect, like a perfect moment in this book. Yeah, it's just going through all the different alternatives he has to uh, get you. Oh, you know, I, I I really dug that scene. I thought it was a very strong scene. Uh, what did you guys think of the story? I I, I thought it was going to be a bit more like it would show a story running in the past and a story running in the future. Um, it was a bit more of a simple story than I expected. I, I sort of expected it to be a bit grander, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean, but I I think it does work here. Um... I, I, I kind of really do do like large elements of the story. I mean, because hmm. he's especially like the last page uh, with the what's the line, you know, the, the, trying to make a dead man proud. I mean, that's Boba's trying to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at the character in this book, I mean, he even takes his helmet off here, which at some point in time would have driven me nuts. But it, it works here. It's minimal. He looks he looks like Django Fett. So we, we, yeah. we've seen that. It doesn't look like, you know. The love child of Freddy Krueger and, uh, no. yeah, and, and Jason, Jason Voorhees. Um, this, but this, the story with the you know the the Django has to go and hunt down a clone and then finds out that that clone had a family and mm. and he takes care of that child anyway. It's kind of cool. Uh, I, I yeah, I like that part. That Django kind of still does you know he he's just a. Uh, I, I mean, he's, they're not related to him other than he took Boba as his quasi adopted child but he does feel a a, a connection to the clones mm. yeah for sure well yeah he he must and, like you know it's it, and it's interesting because in the prequels he doesn't really you know does he at all it's just business he doesn't have a large chance and he's also working for the opposite side but yeah um and it also goes to show especially with boba and, and Django, they're going to see their jobs through, right? And there is a little bit of room for some morality, which is what happens here, where he brings, um, and I forget the name of the, the clone. the Connor you know, Freeman? Connor, the Freeman, yeah. Brings him to the boss, and then kind of this new deal is just struck it up, kind of like this ad hoc job for three credits. 
And when that happens, I'm like, fuck yeah, like that's that's the kind of thing that I like to see is that there's still, even though he's can be, be um, villainous because he just follows this code, it's still a code and mm. that code can go both ways. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, it no, also gives yeah. him the out because that might be what Boba Fett wants to do. But, it could also uh, be that too, but in following that code, rather than see him just all willy nilly, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this bounty with respect, and I'm don't hold on to your credits. I don't need them. He takes it's the integrity of the of, of the business. He does need to collect a paycheck. Like, like it, yeah. it harkens back to the Breaking Bad scene where, yes. where Saul Goodman's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be your lawyer. You gotta give me a dollar, though." Exactly, it uh, is very much like that scene. I enjoyed the League of the Bounty Hunters. That, that was fun. And they just keep dwindling? Yeah. Like, are you really a league anymore? I mean, even here, we get like a boss cameo. It's for yeah. no real reason other than so somebody else can witness that, you know, the, the league may be acting out of hand. But It was um, nice to see him, though, turn up. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see cool. that cameo instead of like some weird, you know, cameo that kind of doesn't make sense. Totally. Totally agree. Um, I, sorry, sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. He's obviously just woken up and he's just grumpy about something. So that's just, 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 just imagine that's my pet rancor, just you know, growling in the in the cage. Are you riding him around? Yeah, I am. I'm riding him around. Yeah, no, I'm flicking through it. Um, look, I like I, I like the art. I'm looking at a picture of Boba Fett close up in in issue four, and then the other side is a picture of um, I think Django. And like it's it's kind of would you describe it as painted art? Um, there's something about it that just really sort of <laughs> I like I enjoy it. it it's it, it's it, it almost feels like it's, you're watching it a TV is show. engaging art. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Like it's got it's got it's personality. Not, it's not traditional for a comic book at the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah, and one I thing I'll say it is really that it works for me. Two same team, kind of. And one thing I'll say is the story just flowed. Like I read all four issues in one sitting. It's a quick read. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, not hard. To, it's not a slog. You can you can keep pace with it. It's it's a you sit down and read all four issues. You don't need a break. Exactly. There's and, long slots with no dialogue, even too, where you have time to take in those panels, particularly in the in the first issue. Imagine this. Imagine if um, when they did the Boba Fett show, they just adapted this. I think it would have worked really well. You wouldn't have needed six episodes, but it, I reckon you could do it a really. Left a larger connection, yeah. between Django and Boba. That's what I'm saying, and, and you had the guy that. who you had the guy who could play, you know, both characters. Yeah, yeah. Could have de-aged. You could have done all sorts of stuff, like um, right. And you got a Daniel Logan cameo in there, even so. And uh, have not, a, not a current day uh, no. one, but uh, you see him back as you know young Boba Fett yeah, in the yeah. reflection. How is he going, that actor, these days? Is he one of these guys who's fallen on hard times, or is he okay? He seems to have a wonderful attitude about everything, very friendly, very personable. Um, He's really I think he might do a podcast, because uh, I kind of hear things from him fairly regularly. Right. Uh, not no, he's not quite fallen off like Jake Lloyd fell off. Uh, it's really and, sad know, what happened to Jake Lloyd. I feel so oh, sorry for him. Yeah. yeah, very sad. I, I hope I think it was he's. Only a few years ago, he posted like a, a picture of himself in a Boba Fett costume too. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's definitely in in touch with the fans and um, kind of celebrates that. Yeah. I would think a kind of his relationship is like for like a Star Trek actor who yep. knows that that's probably the biggest that thing that they'll be known for, and is and it just kind of embraces it. Yeah, how about a milk it? Take some you know convention appearance fees, some signings. That yeah, kind why of thing. not? 
Fuck, why not? If I'd be doing it, if I was in it, I'd be doing it. Hell yeah. Why not? You make a job out of traveling to different shows and signing, sure. uh, you know, things for people and going up on a stage and telling stories about filming Star Wars. Oh, I mean, tremendously approachable at those shows, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's one of those where, like, boy, you, you walk up and he wants to talk to you more than you even want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, think about the money he can make off things like Cameo and Memo, you can, those video things. I, I know there's that guy in the <laughs> office who earns, like, a million dollars a year doing that, you know? Wow. So, yeah, I mean, some of those are cheap, uh, relatively uh, inexpensive. He's probably among those. It's not like the four hundred dollars for no, your ten seconds. Yeah, I, I'm trying uh, to get I'm trying to get Norman Reedus to do an intro to the show from um, Walking Dead. Yeah, um, just pay him. Won't he do it? Uh, um, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, but I'm just trying to work out. Yes, Jimmy. You'd rather you replace uh, no. No, I wouldn't replace Chuck Dixon, but I'd have both of them. I, I do like uh, Batman Universe did. Um, if I could get Norman Reedus, I'm not sure if he's on these things, but I, I just had a brainwave the other night because there's lots of people doing them, and I and I researched them to try to find someone who I would want. And, you know, unfortunately, it's always has-beens, you know, but some of these has-beens could easily fall into my category. But... um. I, I had a brainwave that I was lying in bed and I thought, what is, is Norman Reedus on this shit? Because if he is, I'd, I'd get him. And i go, hi, I'm Norman Reedus, you know, from Walking Dead and uh, Welcome to Signal of Doom. And then I could say, hey, I'm Chuck Dixon, Welcome to Signal of Doom, and just do the kind of counterplay. But so far, this has got as far as me having a brainwave, uh, Jimmy. I haven't actually hit the internet yet. You know, this was like late at night, me just like, so like lying down. Um, th- there's a, there's a really there's what, what steps in the discussions are you in? <laughs> Has the contract's been drawn up? No, not yet, not yet. But you did make a good point. Just pay him. Yeah, money talks. That's for sure. Um, there was one guy. Do you know the guy from Mash? Klinger, Jamie Farr. Yeah. Yeah, he's on yeah, there. Jamie Farr. He's on there. He's on there. So I could get him. Get Jimmy Farr to do it. Yeah, no, I could get him. I could get Jimmy Farr. This is Klinger from Ash, and when I'm not dressed as a woman, yeah. I'm listening to Signal of Doom. Yeah, why not? Like, fuck, why not? I think it sounds cool. Um, so yeah, that's definitely there's definitely potential there. But I, I'm just I'm I'm sorting through my options, man. You know, we're about to have um, Jerry Conway on the show uh in a couple of weeks oh no kidding yeah and uh, jmd mateus is coming back for a second time in early april as well we had a really good conversation oh. with jmd mateus he was really good um yeah no I, I i've had i've been on a good streak i had steve Englehart, i had uh, jamie mateus i had tom defalco um all relatively close to each other I had Ch- obviously chuck's been on a couple more times recently um but yeah no we've 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 been doing well, but uh, but I, I think Jerry Conway. I'm really looking forward to Jerry Conway. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. No, that's fantastic. I mean, that's a name. And now, Dave, how do you kind of reach out to these, um, you know, comic stars? How, how do you? How do, do I do it? Uh, Jerry Conway. I just tweeted him and asked him, and and he messaged me and gave me his details, and we just sorted out on um. On um, email, um, most of them off Facebook. I, I forget Tom DeFalco. I think it was on Facebook. Yeah. T- Tom DeFalco was so generous for this. Tom, we did two and a half hours with Tom DeFalco. He was such. They're all really nice. He was such a nice guy to chat to. And James Demetrius was awesome. We did we did like ninety minutes, and um, they're all been really nice. Like you know, when we are, well, and I go through the questions. We have a pretty good spine. 
of the show. So, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it half-baked. That's the only thing with these interviews. You've got to, I, I, I like to do a bit of research and, you know, I like to try to come up with some questions and stuff. Steve Englehart was fun. I thought Steve Englehart... I actually was surprised. Steve Englehart... I, I went to his website and he has one of those websites that's kind of a bit outdated and has an email and I thought, I don't know if this will even get to him, but he responded really quickly. And Wow, um, he was just like waiting for you. It was like he was just waiting for Signal Doom to contact him and um, I could probably get more. I want to get... sent him the signal. Yeah, I want to get Pete Tomasi. Um, Tom King's not fucking... Oh, he's one of my favourite artists. Uh, Tom, he's a writer, firstly. Um, Pete oh, Tom- no, Peter... J- no, who am I thinking of? Who was... Was he did Batman and Robin, right? Peter J. Tomasi. He was the writer, yeah, yeah, and it was like he was the writer. Okay, I forget who the artist was, but it was a good artist. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. It'd be funny to get Tom King on and then just tear him apart, you know, like <laughs> sucker him in, like sucker him in, and then just drop some fucking de- and just wonder how I long it could be before he hangs up. With him yeah. Years ago, and he just never responded. He could go fuck himself, seriously. Like <laughs> I, I wouldn't want him on Signal. You know, like, he's not welcome. Like, I, I get on and go, how come you fucked up the wedding? What happened? You know, like, first question. First, he's like, whoa, I don't know if this is this kind of show. I go, yeah, you're on Seagull now. You're on my time. <laughs> <laughs> you are locked in. Yeah, you're locked in. <laughs> like, you're locked in. <laughs> like, he gets Stockholm syndrome, so by the end of it, he's, like, you know, being really nice to me, trying to make up for it. I don't know, but I would like to get a couple of more modern ones, but they're always tougher to get. Like, you, you start talking to them, and they're just like, it's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to have to work that hard to get you on my show. Like, honestly, do you want to come on the show? Yeah, just wait 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, and when the new crap is up, like, you know, they'll be the old... Plus those older... The older crew, like Damatigas, for example, I'm mm. sure that you guys could probably even talk, and that's why you're having him on again for hours. Oh, 100%. Jerry Conway's going to be fantastic. They probably have stories yeah. that will just beat out any modern writer's story. Like, what, what do you, like, does their stories now are just going to be the tweets that they have sent, I'm sure. And who gives a shit about that, you know? Um, you know, you're right. Like, James and Mateus, uh, we, we, we touched, maybe, because Richard's a really big fan as well. So Richard had some really good questions, and um, and Jam Dimitrius sort of said, "Guys, I've got to, I've got to go," and he took a couple more questions. But we we had, you know, we've got no problems with content. And Jerry Conway, I, I kind of distill it down. There's just so much you just want to hit some, you want to hit certain bits and pieces. Um, so I think it's, I think he's going to be an excellent interview. I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got a couple of questions for him that are a bit warm about Punisher, you know, and I've got them tucked away into the show. But I, I'm not going to yeah. show. I'm not going to show away from a couple of Punisher questions. Uh, get get his live reaction. Yeah, don't, don't pull punches. All right, so let's just wrap this up. Blood ties. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was a good comic. Actually, it was a very good comic, and um, maybe a bit of a slighter story than I expected. But uh, but I'm still giving it a seven point five out of ten. Eric, where are you? Yeah, I think I'm maybe just a hair uh, up from that. I, I give it a solid B. I'd say eight out of ten for me. Nice, Jimmy. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I'm not looking for Crisis on Infinite Earths or something. <laughs> if you're just looking for a fun um, Boba Fett story, <laughs> that doesn't betray the character. Yes, and and it's an for and r- r- ranking it against itself on its own merits, it's definitely a B. It's an eight out of ten. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And, and you are right. Like, it's a story that you read that feels like the characters you know from the movies. That's it. You know, I recognize these people. 
Yeah, you get some great cameos. You get some great lines from Dooku, like far be it for me to tell an assassin how to raise his child. Yes, uh, that was good. Yeah, some great moments throughout. Who is it that killed Dooku? Was it... um? Who killed Dooku? Was it, it was Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. And... He beheaded him with two lightsabers, remember? Yes, that's right. And Cuts off both his hands first. And he's like begging, and Palpatine's like, you, sh- you should do it. And Anakin's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's and right. And he's like, do it. Just like when Boba says to the Rancor, do it, and he rips the machine in half. <laughs> Bit of a callback there. And so Anakin killed Dooku. Uh, Mace Window killed Django. Uh, he beheads him as well, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he beheads him. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and Obi-Wan killed Grievous, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan almost... Obi-Wan killed Maul. He killed Maul. He did kill Maul. Um, and he... Now, ultimately, al- he almost did, and then he ultimately does as he, well. That's true. He's, uh, yeah. For all intents... I'll never say never about another comeback. Y- yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And he, well, he almost, happened. almost yeah. kills Darth Vader. Almost. But doesn't quite finish the job. Could have right. saved everyone a lot of heartache if he'd done the job properly, but he didn't. <laughs> Both times, I mean, with Maul and Vader. Yeah, true. But who knows? Maybe if he had killed him fully, Palpatine would have found another apprentice, someone who would have been much less yeah. redeemable. Yes, very you true. know, and maybe we wouldn't have had uh, the unpleasant ending we had at the end of Return of the Jedi. I've got a question. Yeah, the ending. Yeah. I've got a question. Where is Star Killer in all this? Is is that a canon character? You know, the guy from Force Unleashed. Not anymore. And he wasn't uh, even really. Um. So both those games were quickly removed from canon even before Disney's ownership. There was a book series that came out that had different origins of the Rebellion that that overwrote those games. So those games have always kind of been uh, Infinities, not canon. I enjoyed fun. those games. Fun. Oh, very great. Yeah. Tremendous. Especially the first, especially the first one. First the second one's just too short for yeah. a full price game. Um, which is why they made the DLC free, if you uh, yeah. recall. I sold that really quickly back to GameStop for 40 bucks. Because <laughs> I beat yeah. it in like three days. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Know. But they, they were fun games. And it always, I just always wondered oh, and, if that. Those... It really gives us Sam Witwer in the Star Wars universe, who's knocked out lots of things lots of time. He's actually does the voice of the Rodian in. Uh, the first episode. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think we've put together a really good show, a really big show. Um, and Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No Sorry you... if I was kind of wrapping things up. My phone's at 2% right no, now. No, you're so right. That's... And you guys are always welcome on Signal. Um, and, and Jimmy, will do a, we'll do a later review. When it comes out on streaming and we, I watch it again with Michelle and you've watched it again, we might do a full in-depth Batman review. Okay. That sounds great. It's going to be on HBO Max, I believe, next month. Excellent. Well, it's what I read. I'll, I'll watch it with Michelle then. Yeah, that, that that sounds excellent. And by the way, HBO Max, I fucking love that service. I am all over that service. It's probably my favorite of them all, and uh, it's the only one I actually don't pay for. So it's like, you... I'm looking at all these services I have, and it's like, do I fucking need this shit? Oh, I know. I know. Hey, HBO's it... got a lot of uh, good content. It I does. I loved uh Gemstone season two. Yes, uh, yes. Just saw the first uh, three of the Taika Waititi uh, show, uh, the new one. Oh, the, uh, Our flag means death. Okay. I want to watch that. Was that good? That was okay. Yeah, it's enjoyable so far. I finally finished the last season of Curb, mm-hmm. which I liked, and then the end was just. I haven't watched that yet. Moments oh yeah. I haven't watched it. Eric, are you still working at AMC over there, or are you no longer? Yes. There? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Am. And how how are the cinemas going over there? Like. 
Um, well, so uh, the county we live in until uh, like two weeks ago from January 3rd until like March 3rd was on, you know, you needed to present vaccine status and right. wear a mask at all times. Right. Uh, so like we were, we did some nice business for Spider-Man yeah. and yeah. nothing for like, you know, two and a half, three months until Batman came out. We had some nice business for Spider-Man kicked the hell out of uh, Batman in my theater. But Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, neither of them are trem- like tremendously great films. Spider-Man and I like I, uh, Willem Dafoe and Toby were mesmerizing. They sure. were fun to watch. But commercially, that's, it was a massive hit, so that would be oh, great massive. for the cinemas. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So now it's interesting times. I was just wondering because it's interesting times for cinemas. With the, I think they're in a really precarious position uh, now, especially with the streaming going on as well. On top of COVID, you know, it's tough. You know. Yeah, well, you'll notice. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but you'll notice movies say now exclusively in theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only in theaters. They yeah. used to, but now it's exclusively because uh, you know, especially the Warner Brothers stuff because they did the the same day streaming. Yes. For yes. Last year and for a while for movies, they finally got off that. Model. I bet it's only forty five days now, which is a lot less than it used to be. You know. Sure. So. Every every year it gets less and less. All right. Yeah, okay. No, no, there's still room for it. People still want to go out and enjoy oh, yeah. these as a yeah. community. So yeah. No, I agree. I agree, man. It's it's not dead by any means. I, I just mean it's it's challenging is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Challenging. It's going to become more of a specialty item, specialty shop yeah. over time. Yeah. It's never going to truly go away, but it's, it's main day is done. I mean, you look at these numbers compared to some other movies. They're only making these numbers because the ticket price is so freaking high. 100%. And they raise the ticket prices for Batman as well. Well, then I you believe. toss in the premium formats, the IMAX, the Dolby's. Those are like, t- you know, ticket times two. Yeah, I'm I know. I'm All right. And um, when I was watching, when I was watching um, uh, the Batman, one hour in, my back went and I was in agony. For like two hours, total agony. Like you wouldn't believe. It was crazy. Bad seats or just uh, general oh, soreness? Oh, I've just got a bad back. And, um, and I've, I've worked some places that haven't changed their seats from the 90s, and that will hurt after an hour. Yeah, they weren't great seats. Um, look, I was in what's called VMAX here, which is supposed to be a bit better, but it really wasn't that good. And I, I, I have a back that, um, you know, isn't at the best of times, you know, that great. And it just went. And you know when you're in agony? And it forced me to watch the movie and really I had to invest in the movie really heavily just to take my mind off my back. And I went to my, I went to my osteo the next day and he was just like, wow, you are tight. And I was like, yeah, I fully oh. back spasming like you wouldn't believe. All right, guys. Um, thank you so much. Um, we will touch base again, and we'll have you on again. We won't wait years to have you on again. And Eric, thanks so much. And Jimmy, thank you. Good night. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. And good luck to uh, to the future with your guests. And uh, can't wait to listen. Yeah, think of the future. And then we got Obi Wan not too far away, so maybe we uh, meet up after that one. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave.